All right. Hey, guys, welcome to another episode of the Cleveland Moto Podcast. We are at episode number 325. Look at the board. Um, yeah, we've been pre-gaming, so you're not going to get the audio sounds of beers being released from Calf Titty or well, hold on. Kromke's case. Oh, oh, oh. There you go. Nicely done. Got him. Nice out. So it is, uh, we just experienced our third winter. Third, yeah, third winter. winter. Yep. So we had third winter, two days in a row of snow. Um, so all the ja- all the people that bought out their cool cars and their cool motorcycles, you have uh, the, it is official. The wharf rat saw his shadow. So you get three more weeks of salt. Well, and let's, yeah. let's, let's make sure people understand that little than four days ago, we were all riding motorcycles. It's 70 oh, yeah. degrees. And, yeah, yeah right, right. Right. Exactly. And, and it's not joking. On Sunday, we were out playing with the, the dirt bikes oh, yeah. so on Sunday. We were out having a great time, t-shirts and shit, rocking mini dirt bikes and um, bruising our assholes and, and all that <laughs> stuff. It, I did discover in our, uh, in our fucking merit came out with us and which is great. So Dr. Waters came out and grabbed one of the dirt bikes and you know, we've got seven of these bikes. So it just turns out, it kind of turns into like grab a bike, you know, just, just get one. They're all the same anyway. And Merritt grabbed Oscar's bike, mm-hmm. and so she got Oscar's bike, and she's ripping it around. And But it's true. We did figure out that the more forward you sit on the seat, the more your ball, like the closer your nuts get to the gas cap, mm-hmm. the less your butt hurts. Ah. But on the jump, I still cannot force myself when I hit the jump to not go back like to just self-preservation i don't want to ride the front wheel <laughs> you know on a landing and so sure as shit every time i hit that landing and i hit that landing probably i, I figured conservatively 3600 times uh <laughs> during the during our outing and what i noticed is my sessions like so my opening session was 10 laps so i did 10 laps and i was like this is great you know a couple of three laps to warm up and then really in the groove and just hitting it and then we took a timeout. We had a cigarette. We had some beers. It was a good time. And then I went out and had another session. So I get another session and just went out and ripped and had a blast with that. And then again, about seven to 10 laps, no problem. And that's when my body starts going, <laughs> my God, that's an energetic quarter mile. <laughs> like there's a lot of shit going on in that quarter mile. And on my bike, I just, I don't ever not give it full throttle. It's just always at full throttle. And then it's just a question of what gear I'm in which is usually second or third. Second or third. Yeah, yeah, second or third. There's really nowhere that I've been able to find fourth that I've been like, I need fourth in this condition. It's not. Third is all you need. And frankly, if you approach the ramp and you're in third gear, oh. you're going to do a, you're going to do a sleepy. And that means you're, you're going to overcook it and you're going to end up in the rose bushes. Yeah. And they suck. They hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it is God's concertina wire that when you went into that, that that look on your face was like I heard everywhere. Yeah, no, there that was like so the the MX pants that I bought to protect myself from situations like that. Yeah, protected it from the branches, but let all the prickers go through. Oh no! So yeah, your your pants didn't rip or anything <laughs> no. like that. It was great, but yeah. your skin Just got stung. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You had looked like you were an old like a monk flagellating yourself. Yeah. Blood was just coming. You had mystery stigmata going from all over your fucking body. And and honestly, like I think my butthole just recovered from the seat. So yeah. like after weeks of yeah. thing, like you know, it was like you have to pat. There's no. There's no. Yeah. We have a bidet at the house for that reason. The Toto right, right. is the Toto is the mission statement uh, on that. <laughs> the so the Monday after our outing, you know this this Monday, 
I had to deliver three, four motorcycles <laughs> as far as like Dayton and Cincinnati. Right. So, and uh, Akron and everything else. So I was in the truck for, I figured about 11 to 12 hours in a Ford F-150 with the cheapest Ford F-150 seat. You know, my Ford F-150 has no options. And Did not National Geographic try to photograph you as a baboon? It was. It was <laughs> one of those things. Like, I, every time I got out of the truck, you know, you sit in, in the truck for three hours while you're getting to the destination. You get out of the truck, and your whole body's like, fuck. Oh. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. That's my biggest thing. You know, I'm sitting down. I'm okay when you're just relaxing. But then when you get out of the vehicle and you hit the ground, you're like, oh, oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh. Oh my god, man! I felt like shit, and I'm I'm unloading big cruiser bikes and stuff out of the back of my truck on a ramp and stuff, and I was like, God, I feel miserable. And then I got home, and we have this thing called a hyper ice, which is one of those uh, impact massagers. Oh, yeah, and it's it's the one. I mean, like a Tim Tam, like a Tim Tam. Yeah, it's these things that just it's basically just a jigsaw with a head on it. And people are like, oh, it sounds like a sex toy. This is absolutely not a sex toy. (laughs) Like if you've graduated to this point where this is a sex toy, all of your nether bits have been broken a long time ago. Well, technically everything could be a sex toy if you're brave enough. If you're brave enough. Yeah. And this would be like, you'd have to be in the industry a long time. (laughs) To be able to pull that off. I'm going to use this as a sense of joy. Well, there was a, there was a, apparently there was a video going around of a lady um, pleasuring herself with a, um, a steak knife, like a knife. And then they said that she was in the industry for 25 years and she has built up calluses to handle Jeez. L steak knife doing no dice, thing. man. So yeah. back to the hyper ice. <laughs> so the hyper ice is all about like when you have, when you have sore muscles and stuff, you just run this thing and it just tenderizes, tenderizes it. Right. And it's like, it's so much better than icing something. It works almost instantly, but it touches all of your pain spots mm. in the process of doing it. Like you're like, I, gee, I wonder where I should use this. You've never used one. <laughs> if you think, how am I going to know where I should apply this? You've obviously never used one because you, you move it along your body until you literally can't stand up. And when you hit that part of your body that needs it, your knees buckle, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. fall down and the cat starts licking your face <laughs> because he's pretty sure you're gone. And, He's worried about his supply of food for the rest of his life because he's only going to be able to eat you for a week or so. (laughs) This fucking thing, I went after we were done running the bikes last week. I gave myself like a 45 minute session, just kind of just worked everything. I was like, I'm going to be in the truck all day tomorrow. I don't want to feel bad. I still felt like a bag of smashed assholes. I felt <laughs> awful the next day. So we've done some, you know, some looking at the bikes and it is a thing is. I wasn't even killing it. And my, <clears throat> my, my, my legs, my hands, I was like just from yeah. staying up on the pegs right. a little bit. Like, oh my God. Well, I think that's what I, Merritt figured out. She says, so your, your butt hole will make you get up on your toes. Yep. So you just move the pain from your butt hole to your quads. And eventually you just are a person that stands on the pegs to ride the bike. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I did. Cause I, I hit the jump a couple times and just landed on my, uh, on my ass. I mean, you think, yeah, you, you it's your seat. I mean, right. it should be able to hit. No, it doesn't. It just <gasps> smashes the shit out of your ass and yeah. you're like, yeah, and this is going to be three inches of foam padding where your taint should be, <laughs> right. but where you end up putting your taint 
when you're trying to land it, there is literally a wafer thin piece right. of foam. Pretty much the frame over the metal frame. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and underneath that is the is metal the, frame. The frame. So, so here's here's the problem I have. So I wore the MX pants. Yep. And mm-hmm. a pair of underwear underneath, right? Right. So I was doing laundry and I pulled that pair of underwear. I remember yeah. them because they happened to be brown, which <laughs> not the color that I chose, but just were brown, right? Eventually, but like the whole ass was gone. So like. I think riding that bike, my ass ate my underwear. Like they're, just, they're gone. Like it wasn't even part of them anymore, and I had to throw them out. And so, you just kept pulling threads out of yeah. your butt. So like, I, I, like pooping I, threads. I literally think that like when you land and you're so far back on right. that fender that there's so little padding. Yeah. That whatever you have between you and that just yeah. gets shoved up. Um, and- <laughs> I'm not ruling that out at this right, point. Right. I'm not proud of it. I'm just saying that I think my ass ate my underwear riding the SSR. So uh, to my immediate right for the podcast listeners and the podcast viewers. Yes. Uh, well, that'd be me, Steve. Uh, ass uh, eating uh, underwear person. Yeah. Apparently Steve's, <laughs> Steve's ass likes to eat underwear. Right. Um, your humble narrator, Phil Waters, right. to my left. Oscar. To his. Dan Kromke. Johnny Mac. It is. It's a light, your light ass room is tonight. the opposite of a millennial. Because millennials <laughs> like to eat ass. Mm. My ass likes to eat You're, underwear. Yeah. There you go, man. So today we like we like to tell our podcast listeners what they're what we have in store for them today. Ooh, topics. So what we have in store for them today? Several topics. We have two brand new bikes in the shop. Uh, two bikes we're going to be talking about. Well, one bike Sleepy won't be able to stop talking about. Nope. Mm. And so that's pretty fucking exciting. I've already made like three or four texts selling my other bikes. Yeah, it's, <laughs> things happen pretty quick around here. Yeah, yeah. So those bikes just arrived today. We're also going to talk about uh, mutations, and uh, we've mutated some bikes that are around here. Uh, we've we've made some small small alterations to increase the um, the skookumness of certain bikes that we have on hand. <laughs> so that's pretty fun. Yeah. I mean, we all we all like that. You know, dicking with some stuff is cool. Um, we are going to talk about some of the some of the things that are in the news are kind of exciting too. So we're going to cover a couple of news stories as well. We may or may not have a tech tip. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but being that we're a smaller crew today, we should probably move through things a little bit faster. Um, one of the things that I we were visited today by our guy who's the general manager over at the Triumph dealership, not what nine hundred feet from us, maybe thousand feet from us, something like that. Did he ride over? No, he didn't. He was driving his van. They were. He was driving his, uh, don't call it a Sprinter Dodge Ram van, his ProMaster. And so he showed up to pick up some parts we'd ordered for them. And he's like, you motherfuckers, you, 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 got, you sons of bitches. And I was like, what the hell? And, and he's in front of my shop calling me on the phone because our door is locked. Okay. <laughs> so our door is locked. Our shop has been by appointment only since... The day after coronavirus was deemed to be dangerous in the United States of America, we had a decision to make when we found out, what was it, 14 months ago or something, we had a decision to make. And the decision was we're either going to close the shop down 100%. And then that night, our governor said, car dealerships are deemed to be essential businesses. And wow, wasn't that a smart move considering you can't buy a fucking car right now for love or money, right? (laughs) And being that car dealerships and car repair service stations are essential businesses. And he said, motorcycle and bicycle shops. And that was when we knew that we had literally been gifted the ability to not have to lay anybody off. Which, you know, that might have been a thing because my staff could have used an extra 600 bucks a week for unemployment. (laughs) 
I would have laid my fucking self off at that point. It was, you know, but anyway, my, my staff's strange. They want to work. Go figure. They'll earn less money to work harder, I guess. So they, that happened. And so we have been locked door. Now locked door means there's a sign on the website. You can't read my website unless you click through a banner that says we are by appointment only check the check the website out, see what you want to learn more about and call the shop. And then on the door at three different heights for short people, <laughs> medium sized people and tall people, we have signs that say no walk-ins call for an appointment. It doesn't say call and we'll judge you and then we'll give you an appointment if we think you're worthy. It says call <laughs> for an appointment. The other stuff is implied, right? And we have been doing that for over a year, right? And it has been amazing because you, you may never stop doing that. It's already been said, Renee and James, Renee has just thrown down the edict and said, if we ever open that door again to the general public, she's probably going to quit. <laughs> she's seen the way the other half lives, you know? And so it's a big deal for us that I really, I like giving people amazing customer service. Like when somebody comes in my shop here, we have what's called the Phil Waters experience. You come in, you ask me one question, I go on for 17 minutes, right? <laughs> but then you can't ask me any more questions because I've given you all the things you wanted to know about. And usually you've bought a bike that's way more expensive than you thought you were going to buy sometimes. Well, yeah, exactly, right. And, and that's the well way. Well worth it, though. But well who cares? I mean, honestly, it doesn't matter. But the idea is I believe in giving somebody a good value for their money when they come into the shop. Right. But I can't do that if 17 people are coming in off the street saying, do you guys patch inner tubes and shoelaces? You know, like the weird shit that walks in my store. Do you guys have any seven inch inner tubes? I've been, I've been in this industry for a long fucking time, dude. What do you have that has a seven inch inner tube in it? Well, it's for my model train. What, what, what are you fucking talking about? It's for my rascal. It's for my hover round. I get the most weird shit that comes in <laughs> through my door and people just think that like, do you guys have steam shovel parts? <laughs> Why would you think that we had steam shovel parts? I can imagine that. Like, do you sell stretch swing arms and chroming services comes into play? Well, <laughs> I will assure you. In all you, fairness, every other stupid fucking thing in here. <laughs> that is true. The, uh, but, but it is crazy the, the number of hours. If you're a motorcycle shop owner or you work in a motorcycle shop, it is insane the number of hours in a day that you will give of yourself that you will have no financial return on. And it is, it's guys saying, you know, I've got a problem with the bike I used to own. Can you have a problem with a bike you used to own? Is that even a thing? You know, think about the logic of your statement. I want to just chase you out of my shop on principle. Well, I have an ex-wife that still bothers the shit out of me all the time. <laughs> there so you I mean, go. Maybe, right. maybe. There you go. Know. That's it. But that's the level of stupidity we would be in for on a regular day when our door was open. And so you'd have these people coming through and let's just say it's 1%. You'd have 1% of the people coming through the door that were actively trying to buy something, mm. whether it be a pair of gloves or a helmet or a jacket or maybe a motorcycle. And then you'd have this other 99% of the people coming through the door, literally trying to run interference on that transaction. <laughs> I actually had a guy who shall remain nameless, nameless um, Santa Claus. He looked at a customer's invoice and says, what kind of a deal did he give you? Oh, are you kidding me? Uh, uh, nice. For the record, 
you don't, you may not know this, but it is according to the Bureau of Motor Vehicles dealer licensing. I'm allowed to shoot you for that. It's a HIPAA law. Isn't it, it is a HIPAA law, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. At the minimum, it's a HIPAA law. But so since the door has been closed, some of our usual visitors <laughs> haven't been able to get in, despite their trying several times to pull the door off its hinges or their inability to read momentarily. They are not able to come in. And it's taken them a while, but they have all migrated to the Triumph shop. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Oh, my God. Their general manager came to the shop today and was just like, I hate you. I hate you. I hope you die a thousand deaths. Because we made the mistake at our Triumph shop of having a coffee corner. Oh, no. They have a corner that has comfortable chairs Jeez. and internet like a, a keyboard, oh, a computer, yeah, yeah. so people can look at things online. Jeez. And they have a coffee pot there. That's and perf- they have that's, some couches. That's perfect. You use their iPad to say, dude, I can get this bike $150 cheaper <laughs> right. down the street, yeah. man. It exactly. says right here. And so you guys know in our shop, we have no horizontal surfaces. <laughs> like the idea is if you want to get a sip of coffee in my shop, that means you've already knocked me out and taken mine. So that doesn't happen too often, but Dunkin' Donuts is across the street. Say, it's right there. <laughs> I've had people all the time be like, you should have a coffee. You should have coffee. And I was like, you should bring your own fucking coffee. Yeah. I do. You know it's what? right over right, there. Exactly. <laughs> and better yet, why do you need coffee and snacks in a shop where you haven't bought anything in five years? You should oh. you should work out a deal though. Yeah. And say that if they're coming from your shop, they get like ten percent off. Of Dunkin' Donuts? Yeah. And then lock the door behind them. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like giving them a coupon, be like, here, you know, here's a coupon for fifty percent off anything at Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> and then when they leave, lock the door. No you food know, or drink allowed. <laughs> I thought it was really weird when I went in there. I bought a pair of riding pants yeah. and an oil filter and they were like so fucking happy to see me. I'm like what, what the hell? Because you were conducting business. Right. Yeah. And I, I didn't even have a cup of coffee. No, and because everyone else is in there dropping spores. Like, <laughs> they're literally taking fucking root. And so... There was some guy just sitting in one of the lounge chairs. Really? The whole time I was there, just sitting... Well, in the, what people don't realize is... So, we've talked about this in one of the motor stories, Lunky Phil. We talked about, like, how to get a good deal yeah, from a dealership. Yep, yep. And the first thing is, don't be that fucking guy who comes into my shop and feels like you have to inject yourself into every fucking conversation. And if you're listening to this podcast, you know who the fuck you are. <laughs> And when that happens and you are literally following the staff members around the showroom so you can keep telling them a story they didn't ask you to tell, fuck you, right? So since the door has been closed, (laughs) do you know what's weird? Renee has been keeping track of people who have appointments to look at motorcycles. Hmm. We have closed 98% of them. Wow. That number, if you are a if you're an analytics guy and you're a sales guy and you know about that, that's... 98% of the people who made an appointment to come in and talk to me about buying a bike followed through and bought the bike. That's be like a 5000% increase. It's insane. Yeah, right. Right. We used to keep track of our door swings and we had a whole logarithm figured out for door swings versus bike sales. It's amazing how much more streamlined my shop is. But here's the crazy thing. We are able to spend more time with each customer because the customer knows they're getting a 30-minute window Mm -hmm. that isn't going to drag on for seven hours because they get interrupted or you lose track of something or you have to go answer the phone or go, you know, whatever. Or you have to go answer a guy's question about gloves. Like when he holds his hand up to your face and says, what size glove do I wear? 
My line was, I see you're asking $65 for these. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You're going to haggle on a pair of gloves. <laughs> yeah. So do you find that, do you find that customers that make an appointment are themselves more educated and prepared for the interaction? Boy, it's like you read the script. Mm. Yeah, it's okay. fucking amazing. Because, of course, what are they What are they doing? They're goal-oriented. Mm -hmm. yep. They want to buy a motorcycle. They want to buy a scooter. They know what they're doing, right? They're not here because they've been retired for seven years and they're worried that nobody loves them. <laughs> or they know they have a certain number of days left on the earth and they have to spread their story, you know? They need to have a Chautauqua about something. Right. So that's hilarious. And... We understand that in today's culture, there need to be safe spaces for old white men. <laughs> this is not one, okay? I'm going to tell you. There are plenty of those out there, too. <laughs> Triumph, the Triumph dealership has made a decision, a tactical decision. They're doing great. Don't get me wrong. They're one of the greatest dealerships in America this year based on their sales numbers. They're doing great. And it's working for them. But when you choose a strategy, you get all the parts that go with that strategy. Our strategy is keep the door closed <laughs> and keep the shop to have no more than two people in any given moment. And at some point, once the whole planet is vaccinated, oh, that's never going to happen. Ha, fucking very finger. Once we reach herd immunity, no, a lot more people have to but die for that to happen. That being said, our yeah. podcast is vaccinated, right? Yes. Everybody, yep, they're all they're covered. I have one more shot. He's to got go. one oh, to okay. go. One on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There's our weak links right there. Yeah, see? Right. <laughs> and then these two are the two that can't keep their hands off of each other. I know. Well, he's gone, yeah. I know. So but he does figure. have the advantage of having all the microbiotic Poop enzymes. Phil, yeah. yeah, the poop enzymes. I have no idea where I even am with the whole thing, but I'm trying to get my vaccines and everything. And look, yeah. you'll feel better once it's done because then you'll be like, whether or not anybody else is wearing pants, I'm wearing pants and you can't pee on me if I'm wearing pants. I'll or if you only, do, it's just warm and it's fine. Right, right. It's exactly <laughs> right. It's true. I'll only have a 5% chance of getting whatever I have may or may not have ever had. Exactly. Right. Yep. And that's the best way to look at it too. The, the numbers are in our favor. Let's put it that way. So I'm happy that way because I like to afford myself the maximum number of freedoms in life. Go figure. <laughs> I don't need anything saying your behavior has to be limited because right, of right. whatever. If I got to handle a couple of pricks and then go crazy, bring on the pricks. Right. right? So I was in. talking with a certain someone today and I'm yeah. like, well, you know, maybe the vaccine was a vaccine to protect all certain right. people. Yeah. The liberals. <laughs> That's just yeah. it. So if you that now the next if you haven't taken it, right. then you're going to be the target. You'll be right. wise. Oh, I don't uh, one. Not that I, I don't one. believe any of that. That was just it's a great <laughs> look. What what this has done is for all the people that like to swim in the hypothetical sea. This has given them shit to talk about for twenty oh, yeah. years. I love it. It's great. We needed something to talk about. But <laughs> what it, what I think it's done is it rescued my business. It absolutely rescued my business because I can tell you that. The first 20 years of dealing with a system where the door was open and anybody could walk through was turning me into a curmudgeonly angry piece of shit. <laughs> and this last year, I have felt an enormous weight lifted off of me. I've become jovial. I've become happy about everything. And when somebody comes into my store, I'm thrilled they're here. And I think they can tell. Yeah. When somebody tries to break into my store, which happens every day. Well, yeah, I just drove here from Colorado and I didn't know that you were by appointment only. Mm. I just need to come in and look around. I mean, 
Can't you call and make an appointment? From, from Dunkin', my fucking driveway. From your driveway? From, from my, Dunkin' Donuts? Well, you know I mean, what's weird? We printed the phone number mm-hmm. on those pieces of paper mm-hmm. that say you must make an appointment. And nobody says it's like if you fail your driver's test, you have to wait a day before you take another one. No. no you can make an appointment right there. Okay, we have one person in here. They'll be done in about a half hour. They'll be done in two minutes, I've told people. I've yeah. literally walked outside and said, look, I've got customers scheduled or I've got people in there right now. They will literally be done in five minutes. When they leave, you're on deck. And Great. Can, can and I, they pull out of the driveway and fuck off and leave. Uh, I'm like, you just saved me so much trouble. You're like, listen, I built a whole coffee shop for you right across the street. Exactly. Go ahead. <laughs> exactly. Go across the Dunkin' Donuts and have yourself a fake donut. So that right. being said, knowing yeah. that things are changing and yeah. knowing that we're never going back to normal, right. even if we are, like everything, say the virus is gone. Right. Are you now a hundred percent appointment only boutique shop? I'm going to try to stay this way yeah. until somebody creates a court order that says I can't. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not joking. And Even I may, I called to make an appointment. I'm like, John literally, I'm yeah. like, I'm he's the closest off. thing to a brother I have in this room. I could easily just yeah. walk in here yeah. and nobody would say anything, but I'm right. going to try to obey the rules. And I mean, it's not that big a deal. And it yeah. is hilarious because when you have somebody arguing with you out there right. and they're arguing out there, I'm like, if this is the way you responded to one, one, yeah, we're not going to get one rule. Mm. You're, you were never cut out to be my customer anyway. No. You were horrible. You're like, I'm going to, I'll triple dog dare you. I will give you any bike you want to buy in my showroom for $5,000 well, right now. If you'll produce the cash, cause you don't have it. You literally came in here cause you had nowhere better to be. I'm not, yeah. not to pick on this, this place. Cause they're, they're a fine place, whatever. But even during the pandemic and the plague and everything, can you call Johnny K's and get right. an hour with their owner? Right, exactly. No, right. you right. can't. No. You're going to get Jesse James or can one you, of the other guys. Well, how about this? <laughs> can you imagine time before COVID if somebody had the balls to call my shop and say, hello, I'm considering buying a motorbike today, but I'm going to need at least a half an hour. With the owner. With your very best salesperson. <laughs> In fact, make it the owner. Can you agree to my terms? Right. We would have said, well, fuck your distinguished hat. Right. right? We would have said, what makes you so fucking special? Right. But here it is a year later, and you know what we're saying? (laughs) Sure. What time would you like to show up, sir? Mm -hmm. Right. Hold on. Let me put on my best I'm listening to you face. Do you you enjoy Earl Grey, or are you more of an herbal? Right. Exactly. (laughs) And and it is hilarious. So this is that thing. I know- Does anybody call and ask for Renee or James? No. Well, I mean, yes, they do when that's who they're working with, because, you know, we do share the burden here, but- but that is the other thing is like, it gives me the ability to keep track of I, my customers. I don't want to speak with you. Right. <laughs> I want to speak with somebody yeah. else. <laughs> yeah. I've experienced the Phil Waters experience and I'm ready for something else. The, but it is, what is a magic about it though, is, is you guys know I'm pretty bad with names because there's things move pretty fast around here this year though. Uh-uh, I'm good with names this year. I'm literally Tim, man, so great you brought your bike back for service. That's kick-ass, man. How you doing? Like, that whole thing has made me better. Dude, so one of the greatest salesmen who turned into a complete douchebag, but I'd known him. I'd, all the years I worked at motorcycle shops, he was a salesman that worked at them, and he made a very good living. Mm-hmm. And he taught me the thing that he learned is when somebody walks in, you put that face, mm-hmm. and then you ask them a question about their family. Oh. Okay? And so, like, it would be, like, eight months later, and it'd be like, Jim. 
how's your mom doing? The last time you were here, uh, she was sick. And it's so and huge it's difference. Instantly, yeah. people are like, this guy remembers This guy's me. family. He's, and yeah. so he wouldn't know shit. He didn't care about you. He didn't care about anything. Right. But he remembered that one fact. And I watched him sell people motorcycles they should have never had yeah. because of him. It's just a different thing. And yeah, yeah. we've been able to spend, what I think is great is everybody that comes through the shop, they, people have a lot of weird ideas about um, financing. Mm. Like, it's amazing what people don't know about credit. And you come out of this industry, John. Like, you know how predatory yeah. just a dealer-supplied loan can be. Oh, my gosh. What people don't know is shocking. And it gives me the ability to put on my David Ramsey jacket <laughs> and, like, <laughs> hey, you like that, huh? <laughs> and talk about God. I got stories. <laughs> Let's sprinkle and, a little right. dealer reserve on there. Right. Exactly. Right. Let's talk about some F&I, right? Dealer reserve. What's that? Right. And that's, that's just extra money you're going to pay. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we I, think, I, oh, this one will pay extra. So I know that see. you're going to get a- How much more will they pay? There's a 4.9% APR that you just can't beat anywhere. It's the best thing in the world. And pay no attention to the application fee. Right, yeah, right, right. that's it. And, or the processing fee or whatever. So We don't I, really like to even focus on what the price of the vehicle exactly. is. We just like to pro focus on the payment. We like to keep it in your budget. We're going to work hard to keep this in your budget. It's going to be a very low payment. What I'm thinking is you can probably swing $112 a month no problem. for the rest of your God-given life. <laughs> yeah. But when I have the opportunity to be with customers one-on-one -on -one now, you know what's hilarious? Our bike sales have gone up about 50%, but the number of bikes that we've financed have dropped by almost 70%. Really? Because we're training people to use their credit unions. Yeah. We're training oh. people to use their banks. Mm -hmm. Or if they've never been in a credit union, we're training them for how to get into a credit union because that's a better way to get money. You know, I'm trying to rebuild my credit. Well, let me, try, let me tell you something. Getting a loan from Freedom Road or Roadrunner or anything else that has the word road in it is not the best way to rebuild your credit. They don't report to any of the credit bureaus until you fuck up. Meanwhile, if you're in a credit union and you're making a payment, that is being reported every single time. That's like Lending Club. Lending yes. Club hand, hands out these loans. Yeah. And you look, and it's like 29% yeah. and 24% right. and all this stuff. Pay off your credit cards. You can do it. Right. Wait, my credit card's 14%. You're at 21%. Like, how does that benefit I'm me I'm going to assure you here, guys. Here's a crazy thing. Any loan you're going to sign at any car dealership, any loan you're going to sign at any motorcycle dealership is going to have a thing that's going to be like 1 1.9, 2.9, 0.9, 0.0. That's called the promotional rate. Mm -hmm. Do you know how long the promotional rate lasts? until they decide it doesn't. If you miss one payment by one day, your promotional rate term is over. You now go to the default term, which could be 20.99%. Try to pay off anything at 20.99%. My last, my ex-wife in 2007 demanded that we move. She okay. wanted my kids to go to a different school system, mm -hmm. whatever. And I got so, I was so what busy. What a cunt, looking out for your children. <laughs> well, she had other motives. She had other motives. But, but I, it, she picked the time of the year where, like, in my old job, I was traveling, like, three weeks a month. Like, yeah. I was just gone. Right. So I said, fuck it. You mm -hmm. handle it right. and just do it, right? Yeah. So she found a thing that we could afford, whatever. And it was a house in Bainbridge. It was, like, a $360,000 house, this big-ass house. I'm like, really? It's only, like, $1,400 a month? She's like, there yeah. There you go. And I was like, okay, great. And then, like, I get everybody back. has a seventy-year mortgage. Oh yeah, no more than that. <laughs> she was so smart that she signed us up for a fucking arm. 
Oh, that like at the seventh year became like four thousand dollars a month. Oh fuck! But fortunately, she cheated on me, and we got divorced the next year, okay. so we got to get rid of it. But uh, <laughs> that should exist. How like, long did it take you to convince that guy to cheat on you? Oh, no, <laughs> it was my intern. It was even better. Mm. It worked out great. Mitch, I need you to do me a solid. <laughs> I mean, I went to a local bank, and I, I won't say it. They they flat out told me we don't have a fixed rate mortgage. Right. I'm like. What? Yeah, sorry. Oh, I can't, I'm uh, in the wrong place yeah. then. I'm sorry. The, the concept of charging you a, a set amount of money for more than 10 years does not exist to us. We want to keep our options open in this well, relationship. We do. It's a fixed rate. There's a fixed rate, but then there's this variable part. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's so you'll <laughs> always pay this fixed rate. <laughs> Except when we need you to pay more. <laughs> Dude, but I don't understand. Like, like, So like, if I would have had to go through that whole loan with her, right? Right. At the end of the day, did they like what changes in seven years that you think I'm going to be making four times what I'm making now? Well, you do know that America is full of temporarily embarrassed, displaced future millionaires, right? Oh, okay, right. gotcha, gotcha. So you're gotcha. just yeah, yeah. again, you don't know this, but part of her retirement plan was the lottery. Mm. Right, that's it. You just haven't reached your full, full potential yet. Right, that's right, exactly. Right, right. I'm, I'm making this much now. Clearly, I'm going to be making a lot more in four years. That's yeah, yeah. So that's that. But anyway, that's it. So I think that by being able to spend time with people in literally thirty minute blocks of time. Well, because you don't get a kickback when they finance through no. whoever they finance. No. So you're not getting money. We're for not that. big enough, and because you know you're Suzuki it. dealers do, BMW dealers, certain different dealers do that when you write a loan with a certain provider, you might get a $250 spiff. And yes, when you're talking to somebody at a Honda dealership or a Suzuki dealership, there might be no margin on the bike at all. And you're not selling a $1,500 service warranty on top of everything that they already normally get. The gentleman who was in my shop today was shocked. He goes, so now I've been doing this for 20 years. Tell me about what this is going to cost. And I said, see that tag hanging on the handlebars? He says, yeah. And I said, that's the whole thing. He goes, yeah, right. He goes, no, no, no. That's adorable. Um, that's great. It's, that's very adorable and quaint that you're trying to give this false image of honesty. But <laughs> I know that at this point, once I agree to that, there's going to be a service contract. F&I. I know there's going to be yeah, F&I, which is uh, finance and insurance or which is, you know. Rick Case's favorite thing. <clears> stands for something else, uh, right. Yeah. So, but... I told him, no, that's it. He's like, well, what about like tire warranties? What about gap insurance? And I was like, <laughs> you're, I said, yeah, you've been around for a while. I said, you know, somebody's hurt you, didn't they? Yeah. And he's Just like, tell me where the dealership got <laughs> you. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, yeah, man, I used to work at a dealership that did that. I came from that. That's why our shop doesn't run that way. The price is there. You should have a doll yeah. that's like just a <laughs> schmuck looking dude. Yeah. It's like ambiguous. You can't tell yeah. if he's white, black, no, nothing, nothing, right? No, but he and looks like just, a schmuck. Yeah, and just be like, so show me where the dealership touched you last yeah. time. Well, it's the strangest thing because people have never bought a motorcycle or car that way. Oh. They've just never done it. Anybody who's ever bought a new car knows that it's going to battle, right? Mm -hmm. It's a not a very pleasant experience. And then you think you're done and you're like, I'm ready to roll out with my car. James called me from the Ford dealer when he bought his Ranger. And he's like, okay, I've told them I'm going to pay them the amount of money they're asking for the car. I have been standing here holding my checkbook and a pen for in excess of two and a half hours. I've now talked to six different people. They won't let me out of here, <laughs> right? Because literally they put him through the grinder. You can buy a bike in my shop. We have done it in two minutes and 38 seconds. I've done it. I've yeah. done it. 
in 10 minutes yeah. and didn't talk to anybody except for Renee That's right. to sign something. That's all you got to do, dude. Because we had pre, I said, yes, I want it. You yep. said, okay, come in Saturday. Yeah. You were busy. Right. So you pointed at the bike. I went like this. That was and it. Then Renee <laughs> gave me paperwork. I signed it. I gave her money and I left with the bike. You just have to get, sign that affidavit to, to so transfer do you know, title. So do you know how many, how many signatures it actually takes to buy a motorcycle at my shop? It's weird. It's going to freak you out. One. Two. If you don't get a temp tag, if you get a temp tag, I need three signatures. I need a signature on the bill of sale and I need a signature on the application for title. That's it. Mm, By law. That's it. That's all I need. Anybody who's ever bought a car anywhere knows it's about 47 signatures (laughs) and like 400 initials. We don't have the initial anything. It's just literally two signatures. That's it. So, but let me ask you this. So as a guy who owns a, a company yeah. where you do these things, right. right? These are, it doesn't matter if you're selling cars, washing machines or anything. Well, uh, uh, let's just stick to sure. vehicles. We'll stick with vehicles. Cars, boats, motorcycles, right. doesn't matter. Things right? that have titles. Yeah. So why would you have a pleasant front end of the room? Right. And then a really shitty back end to make right. people never want to come back to your And dealership. that's the statement. You know, it's like, I love my car, but I'll never go back to that dealer ever again. Right. Because it's the F&I guy. All these guys with the warranties and the bullshit and the fucking all It's the very small fucked up room that you go into that has things taped to the desk that say why gap insurance is important. Right. Because the second you roll this piece of shit off of the lot, it's worth 40% less. So if you total it, your insurance company is going to write you a check that you can't buy a Yugo with. Right. So we want to protect you for less than the price of a cup cup of coffee every nine seconds. You can protect your investment. (laughs) And that's what I've heard people tell me. And I've heard, you know, that whole thing about for less than the price of a cup of coffee a day, you could have a 20 year warranty on this car. And they, they do even snakier than that. The yeah. place that I was stuck with buying my car, which I was buying a used car. It wasn't anything expensive. It was like, you know, whatever. And, and the guy, they used a tactic where they were like, you know, Hyundai's come with a hundred thousand mile warranty, right. 10 year warranty. Yeah, absolutely. Here at this dealership, we double that. We take it to <laughs> 200,000 and whatever. And I'm like, right. Awesome. He's like, so you like that? I'm like, Hey, he goes, all right, sign here. I'm like, whoa, wait, what am so you giving that to me? Oh no, it's twenty eight dollars a month. That's right. I'm like motherfucker. That's a you're trying to you didn't you didn't start this off with. Would you like an additional warranty? You just added three hundred and sixty five dollars a year to the sale of that vehicle, probably payable up front for five years. Right. And when right. I told the guy, like, listen, man, I'm not going past this fucking payment amount. Right. I don't care if you offer me the world. That's how much. Right. I, like, I literally have this much money to spend a month. Right. He like wrote me off and said, "Why'd you waste my time? I stayed here extra." Well, you know what? Did he did he not offer to throw in the compulsory unicorn whistles? Right. I mean, right. It's fucking <laughs> ridiculous, though. But like, the thing is, is that the dealership they were halfway decent up until that point. Of course they were. And now I will never go back. Of to course that. you won't. Right. And, and you'll I, tell your friends. And I'm told every one of my friends. Yeah. And that's generally if you look up any dealership and you read their YouTube or so you read their Google reviews or their Facebook reviews or their Yelp reviews or whatever, they all say the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like I had a great time up until this point. Right. And that's usually what happens. And but do they make enough money on that bullshit to justify that? Yes. Oh, my God. 100%. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. Car- mm-hmm. So I was driving home, and I saw a car on the Carvana truck. Mm-hmm. And when I looked at that, I just thought, somebody ordered that car. There's one born every minute. There's one born every minute. Yeah. They're going to get, they're going to, that Carvana car- truck is going to pull in their driveway and drop off this car, and they're going to feel like they got the Carvana experience. Yep. But I can only imagine how many boxes and extra yep. this and that that they have and paid for. And I like for. to say, 
straight from the wholesale auction to you, yeah, Carvana. Right. Yeah, well, you it know, looked like a used Ford they're something. they're selling the car before they ever have possession of it. Oh, totally. You know, like, this yeah. happens all the time. And they're, they're basically banking on the futures of saying, okay, well, this car is available at this auction, at this place, at this time. Hey, guess what? We put it up on our website. You bought it. Right. Yay, that's great. We're going to go buy that car now. Right? That's fucked up, man. I mean, that, that, and we've seen companies do that. In our podcast, we talked about the company that was doing that with motorcycles. And we had pulled a little trick on them because I had told them I wanted to sell my, you know, cash for your motorcycle right now. And I told them I wanted to sell my Harley Davidson, whatever, soft tail. And I told them I wanted to do that. And I sent them pictures of the Harley and they told me they would mail me a check that day for $3,800 before the ink would not the ink oh, was dry yeah. before anything had happened. They had already had it listed on their website for $7,000, uh, $8,000. They didn't own the vehicle yet, but they were representing it as though they did. But did you try to buy your own bike back? No, no. I, we, I figured at that point we were probably the snake was eating its own head too many times anyway. <laughs> so go figure. But you know, that's just one of the things. So when people do talk about that, there's been a lot of discussion lately about, Oh, well your you know, your store's closed or your door's locked. Look, the door is locked. Yes. And that's to keep out more than just COVID, right. okay? Right, 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 right. But you can get through that locked door. In fact, I will be the gatekeeper and I will open it for you. You don't need to make an appointment a week in advance. In fact, I opened that door today for three people who fucking called from the parking lot and said, <laughs> I'm very interested in, you know, I'm interested in a zero. I'm not sure what's going to fit me better, an FX or an S. Holy shit, you're an educated consumer? Right, right. I need you. I, I want to know more about you. So please put on your mask. There's the hand sanitizer. Don't touch me. And let's get in here. <laughs> right? Let's get in here and let's talk about motorcycles for a minute. Right. And the guy was great. The guy's like, oh, I watch your videos. It's really cool. I really want to try this on and sit on this and that and the other thing else. Here's a weird thing. Do you know what happened? He didn't have an appointment. Do you know what he did? He put a deposit down on the bike. Guess what? That's a guy that we used to would have called a walk-in. Right, right. But there would have been other people that could have interfered with his ability to get the information he needed. I'm so much happier he had that experience and didn't have to, you know. And look, not everyone is gregarious. Not everyone is <coughs> going to fight their way to the front of the attention stack. Some people are introverts. Some people don't want to go in there and have to compete for somebody's attention. Well, that's kind of what kills me about the whole financing of cars and stuff like yeah. that. Is the people who really get hurt are the people who are nice, polite, yeah. and all too often, usually an older woman or, you know, like, if grandma went in to buy a car, they she would pay whatever they told yeah. her. She would be a, wouldn't want to make them upset. Or if they, the first sign that they showed, yeah. like, oh, you're really making a big mistake, she would crumble. She, you know what I mean? Like A dealership convinced my mom that because they had to move the car that she was buying, a pre-owned car. Because they had to move that car from Parma to Mentor, 25 minutes, 30 minutes away, tops, that she would have to pay a $500 vehicle relocation fee. Now, you know what's worse than that? James paid it. So when James bought his blue car, like they told him, that's great. If you don't want to buy, if you don't want to pay for that fee, well, then you can buy a car somewhere else, I guess. But we spent six hours working this deal out 
So we had to bring this car from another dealership. That takes time. You got to pay for that time. And James actually signed on the line and paid for that because James is such a nice guy, which nobody who's sitting in this room will ever believe I said that, (laughs) but he is not confrontational. And Mm. he paid it because he was just like, at this point, I was just like, fuck it. I just want the car. When I bought my Kia, it was beautiful. I had a brand new salesman, young kid and everything. There you go. And I was nice with him mostly. Yeah. Piper was with me though. She was just like, Dad, oh my God, I can't believe it. I'm like, what? Because he wanted me to, he's like, I want money. You know, can you get, the car didn't run. It'd been sitting in the parking lot for a while. So I know nobody was really <laughs> looking, at, looking it. at it. It was buried in the middle of a bunch right. of cars. I hadn't even taken it for a test ride. They needed right. to put a new battery in it. Oh, He's trying to get $500 out of me, earnest money. Right. I'm like, I'm not giving you any earnest money. Right. Are you kidding me? And he goes away and he comes back and my manager says, I have to get some kind of earnest money. I'm like, I haven't even driven it. You're not getting a penny from me. Put a battery in it. Right. Exactly. So then I came back again and I trust drove it. And then he was asking for, I'm like, I know nobody's going to buy that car. It's been sitting here for months. I don't have to give you anything. Right. Please, will you just give me something? I'm like, no, I'm not giving you anything. <laughs> I, I, when I decide to buy it, I'm going to sign the paperwork and I'm going to walk out of here with that car. You know, like. Yeah. That's what you're going to get. If it's, gonna, well, what, well, somebody else could come along and buy it. I'm like, good. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Please do. Yeah. yeah. Were, you, were you buying a rare car that they don't make no, anymore? No, I'm buying a Kia Sorento. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was a V6 and nobody wanted a V6. Everybody wants the fuel efficient right. four banger. Yeah. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I, I And that's it. I totally agree. And so that's the thing. So I asked yeah. for floor mats. I asked for this. I asked for that. I laughed at their service warranty. Right. Well, if it breaks, you, you're going to spend a lot of money. I'm like, no, I'm going to fix it. Well, you must be a really good mechanic. I'm like, I am a really good mechanic. <laughs> and guess what? It broke, and I fucking fixed it. So fuck them. <laughs> I did get balloons. Piper got a whole big thing of punchy balloons. Oh, she did? I wheedled that. They had balloons around. I'm like, what about some of these balloons? Can oh I get some God, of these fucking great. balloons? He goes in the back and gets some of those. I'm like, yay, we got something free. <laughs> I, I see you got a popcorn machine in the corner. <laughs> I did that at the mattress shop. I've got a garbage bag. I'll be back in a second. <laughs> we, we went and bought my daughter the cheapest fucking like twin, like little kid mattress you could get. It was like $110. And the guy's like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, my, my youngest daughter was with me. And she, it was the sheep, you know, like the fucking sleeping sheep or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they had the dolls sitting there and she was eyeballing. And I'm like, yeah, we might take this bed if that sheep was helping us. He's oh, like, oh my God. I got him to give the sheep. <laughs> Look, if I was just in looking or just, you know, just in taking a test drive, I had no intention of buying, but I was serious. I knew I wanted, that was the car I wanted to buy. So I'm willing to be like, all the niceties are out. Let's just get brass tacks. I don't have to, let's not mess around. I want this. I wanted it at a good price. I'm asking, I'm going to, I offered them half of, I didn't offer them half of them, but I offered right. them, oh, we can't go that low. Well, how low can you go? You know, like I, I felt like I worked them over good. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> and this is another thing too. And, but I followed through and I bought the You bought the damn thing. car. Right, you yeah. know I mean? That's what it comes down to. And if you feel like you're beating up a dealer, that dealer has just allowed himself to be put in a position to be beat up. Yeah. Come into my shop and try to beat me up and see what happens. We're <laughs> never going to put you in the position where that can even be entertained. I'm going to point at this. I'm going to point at a tag hanging on the handlebars and I won't say a single thing. I'll just point at it. And the more you demand to have a negotiation, the more I will point at the tag <laughs> and the further I will walk from you until eventually we're barely in the same room together and you're standing there <laughs> demanding to have an argument with yourself. Well, and at some beautiful. point, if you really want to be hardcore about a negotiation like that, you have to say, look, I understand you want $69.99. I'm willing to give you $59.99. Right. Call me if you just change your mind and yeah. walk out. Sometimes you got to walk out. Maybe just walk out. There you go. 
So would anybody but like not to, at Phil's place? No, buy it. Fucking buy it or don't buy it, dude. What are you here for? Like, don't look. Well, here's what I can tell you: as John says, I have faith in you. I have faith that you have better things to do today than to spend a protracted amount of time in here dicking around doing the thing that you wanted to do anyway. Like, let's just let's. As they said with the first King Kong movie, get to the fucking monkey, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here to watch any of those characters. I'm here for the monkey. And unless you have shown me the monkey, I am not interested in your fucking movie. That's called King Kong. So let's get to the fucking monkey. And then we're going to have a great time. Because once the monkey comes out, then I'm, then I'm in, right? We're there. We're totally digging it. So um, news today, well, not news today, you guys know, if you've been listening to our podcast for any period of time, you'll know that we have a very, very strange weather pattern regarding the Royal Enfield motorcycle brand. John and I have literally <laughs> reached into the guts of those motorcycles and pulled out broken pieces of metal mm -hmm. from motorcycles that were put it through such stressful activities as going 70 miles an hour okay. <laughs> <laughs> under small wayfish like people. Right. We know or that 50 miles an hour with a sidecar, right? 50 miles an hour with a sidecar and the, the bottom end just completely ate shit. Right. I mean, we have seen this, John and I have worked on these bikes together. We are hand to God telling you that if you find any other Royal Enfield dealers or service technicians, they will tell you very much the same thing that, the 500cc Royal Enfields were a bit of a crapshoot. Now we have it on good authority from many different people who are Moto Goots, or I'm sorry, Royal Enfield dealers and Royal Enfield employees that they that the Royal Enfield 650 is just the cat's pajamas. Like they're just the best thing ever, which is a little hard to take considering how many hours John and I have spent literally <laughs> peeling these broken motherfuckers up off the side of the road. Yep. So. Well done that you've had such a sea change between your 500cc product and your 650cc product. Now, at this point, I want every fanboy to go, well, you know, those are made in different factories and there's a different person in charge of the company now and they've taken care of everything that wasn't the same. Oh, your company's been around since like 1901 or something, right? And I know many different people have owned it, but, but it's still that same bike and I'm going to have to be careful about it just a tiny bit. So they have launched the Enfield Sportster. No, the Enfield Meteor 350. That means it's slightly meatier than the 500. <laughs> but is it, that what it means? But it's a Sportster. Well, no, it's not. It looks exactly like a Sportster. Oh, I don't think I would ever say it looks like a Sportster. I think it looks like... I think it looks, no. Can no. you put it up on the screen? I can put it up on the screen. It doesn't look like a Sportster, though. It looks like what 1981 Honda thought a Sportster looks like. Okay, it's a, it's a form of a Sportster. Well, it's, except you know. for it's got one vertical cylinder like a Suzuki, like yeah, a Suzuki yeah. uh, in, uh, penetrator, I mean intruder. Um, <laughs> and so it's got, it's got that. And it has a heel-toe shifter, which apparently was a big surprise to people that have never been to India before. It has and a step seat. It has a step bar, a seat and a swayback horse going on. Uh, but if you read the various different... And I'm not here to talk about the Royal Enfield Meteor 350, because honestly, I look at that motorcycle 
And that is my definition of a bad week of riding a motorcycle. Like, well, how is, is that different than the Bullet 350? Because there was a Bullet Exactly. The 350 motor has been alive and well in the Indian market for about 4,000 years <laughs> because it was the down market version of the 500s we got in America. And in India, mm. if you had the 500, whoa, holy shit, you got the big, cool bike. Like The big block. That was the big block. That was the, you know... Made like a gun goes like a bullet. And we just said just a really poorly made gun. A lot of men goes like, <laughs> bang. <laughs> I think I, I believe it might have been a Kimber or something. I don't know what, what the brand of gun that was. But anyway, um, so here we are. My complaint isn't with the bike itself. Because, yeah, Royal Enfield is going to sell 20 million of these things no matter what happens. And in and, the back of my mind, isn't Honda releasing their new CB350 into the Indian market? Ooh. What is this supposed to be the competition to but the again, Honda? Enfield has always had a 350. So Honda entering a 350 in the Indian market is more them trying to Break take some of the sales away from Royal Enfield mm. than it is. Because historically speaking, the kinetics and the Hondas and stuff have been 125 or 180 cc's. So when they bring in that fucking whatever they call it, the King or the Koenigsegg or whatever the, the Honda name for their new CB350 is in the Indian market. But here's my complaint. It's the journalism. It's the fucking journalism about this bike. I'm going to tell you that that bike is a boring, flaccid piece of shit <laughs> that nobody is going to be happy about ever, ever, ever. If somebody buys you that motorcycle, you're going to say, thank you for buying me a motorcycle. And you're going to immediately try to figure out how to sell it. All right. As soon as they're out of range and as soon as their feelings won't be hurt, you're going to punt that bike along and replace it by something that's fun and exciting or has some style to it or looks great or doesn't look like the girl who couldn't afford to go out with a well, sportster. Even the other, like the 500s, yeah. like you, the C4 and so they had the style. The yeah, C5. the C5, yeah. There were some real style. Extraordinarily the military stylish. military versions. Those look really cool. Very stylish. That? Even, even the Harley. That don't look cool. What's the Harley? The Harley Streetster or whatever, the 700 from a year or two ago? The streets. streets. The various different streets. Yeah, they're the, made in India. Yeah, they're not that right. bad compared to that. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, but here's the other thing. I want to just read the writing. Reality, reality rarely lives up to expectations. Hollywood films, your favorite team's title odds, your kids' Ivy League prospects, Ooh. et cetera, et cetera. The rule also applies to motorcycles. So when Royal Enfield unveiled its new Meteor 300 in November of 2020, I casually classified it as a budget-friendly beginner bike. <laughs> Just three months later, the Indian brand announced that it had already sold 10,000 units of the Neo Classic Cruiser. Stop. He starts by saying reality rarely lives up to expectations. This bike has lived up to every single one of my expectations. <laughs> Sitting here right now, I can tell you that if we all got to pick motorcycles, if we went to a place and they said, here's a dozen motorcycles, here's 11 of your friends, each of you is going to get a motorcycle, and I happen to draw the keys for the Royal Enfield Meteor 350 that it is going to do exactly what I think it's going to do. It is going to put me to goddamn sleep, right? It's just what it's going to do. Do you know how much of this bike weighs? Oh. Way more than a goddamn Moto Guzzi 750. Really? Yeah, uh, it does. It weighs 421 fucking pounds for wow. a 350. Exactly. Do you know what it's made out of? Um, Apparently, India's recycled battleships. Okay. <laughs> you know I see the guys on the beach cutting them up. A yeah. Kawasaki Versys weighs... 426 pounds. For a six fucking fitty. 
For a 650 Jeez. with multiple cylinders, liquid cooling, and a partridge in a pear tree. That TS250 that I was riding? Yeah. yeah. That's 247 pounds. Exactly. I'm like, holy cow, how's yeah. this old pig two-stroke right. weighs? It doesn't weigh It doesn't anything. weigh much. Yeah. This thing weighs 421 pounds. What's, what's the retail on it? $5,000. Yeah, no so way, three fifty. No way, dude. Again. If it was 3500 it might be competitive in the, in, in the United States. Sure. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Five thousand dollars for, for a three fifty turd yeah. that weighs five hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. How much is the Benelli three hundred two that's going to go way So the Benelli that you sell, the three hundred two, three hundred two Benelli, which I have ridden, and it which has forty one millimeter forks at the top. That has little typical. It's got Brembo brakes and all kinds of cool shit. It's got Pirelli tires. It kicks ass. It's fast. Goes hundred miles an hour. The meteor has that? forks that go like this while it's idling. Right. Did you did you did see that the forks are made of pasta? I mean, they're, they're <laughs> yeah, thirty-one right. millimeter. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, the five hundreds are just sitting there idling. You could watch the front wheel going like this. Well, that's, mm. that's what I'm saying. Like, so I mean, what's the price on the Benelli? Forty-six. Forty-two. 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 So for out the door, a thousand dollars less, basically between the two. Right. You can have a bike that performs compared to this noodle. Right. Exactly. That ain't going to happen in this. No yeah. way. A TNT 30, a 302S, yeah. which is liquid-cooled, has two cylinders, has eight valves, is fuel-injected, and kicks much ass, mm-hmm. costs less than this, 30, this 350 Meteor, which does look like like the guy that showed up second to the <laughs> Suzuki Intruder look-alike contest. You know? But they're it, handmade. Who What? The, the Royal Enfields. The Royal Enfields? Yeah, it's because they couldn't afford the tooling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. John and I have seen the, we've seen the results of their handmade craftsmanship. Okay, well, the hole's over here, but where's the bolt? Oh, can you find the bolt, John? Where's the fucking bolt? Oh, they just put it through the metal over I here. I can't find that confounded bolt. <laughs> I, it, looks like, it looks like the fork is bent. We're going to have to order a new one. Hold on. Yeah. His job has to whittle one. Once you take a bolt out <laughs> and everything springs the yes. way it's supposed to be. Oh, We've done that. No. We've taken, oh, shit. We tried to take a fender off. <laughs> we tried to take a fender off and bent the frame. It did. <laughs> we, and we were we both watched it happen. I mean, that wasn't... And that's what we're saying. And again... You need three sets of hands to be able to hold it all together to get the bolt in. Exactly. And I mean, this is, this is just it. So we think about things like that. And then when you read all this crap, it basically says the transmission doesn't work right, but eventually I figured it out. And then it reads things a like Royal Enfield with transmission problems. Go figure. No huh? way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then it basically says, so when I turned left, it turned left. And when I turned right, it turned right. So yay. Okay, great. But anyway, if you do fit, if you do fit the pint sized cruiser, if you do fit, by the way, that's how he starts the sentence. <laughs> if you do fit. If you do fit. When I first saw Royal Enfield's new cruiser, visions of a circus bear on a trike came to mind. Someone my size wouldn't need to worry about replicating that image, but anyone above six feet tall might want to throw a leg over the meteor before ordering one. Yeah, this is built for the Indian market, folks. Yeah, that's, that's a TU two fifty. Look, it literally has a fifty-five inch wheelbase. This, it, you know, I love this. When somebody's best thing they can write about a bike is it, it, uh, it handled side to side transitions with a plum. <laughs> Wait a second. The bike, and I'm using his words, it tackled side to side transitions with aplomb. You mean that the fact that the bike changed directions from left to right successfully it's a good thing. is notable? Yeah. Doesn't tackled imply he went to the ground? Tackled implies it took some bit of effort. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we eventually healed this fucker over. Yeah. Yeah. That looks um, almost as good as a Honda Twin Star. 
The nimbleness could be at times border on twitchy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, okay, guess what? It's not a great bike, and it is exactly what it what I feel like it would be. And it looks, I think it delivers exactly what it s- suggests it will. The sad thing is that it is really, you know, Royal Enfield's air-cooled 349cc singles finds a way to bridge single-cylinder practicality with the visceral feel of a V-twin. It carries the signature pitter-patter of a thumper at idle, but a twist of the throttle introduces a throaty exhaust note. That low-end thrum can easily capture the affections of any devout V-twin fan, but the sound and vibration never border on obnoxious. <sighs> yeah, but the 125 SSR sounds loud and ballsy, Look, dude, too. think about what the guy just wrote. It's a single. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not a twin. Right. Quit expecting it to be a twin. Right. At an idle, it goes tap, 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 tap. Mm-hmm. And when you crack the throttle open, it gets louder. That's good writing. That's good writing right there. I got to give it, I got to hand it to you. That's good writing because that's exactly what he fucking said. I just think they shine so well in India because of the type of roads right. and situations that they're being ridden. And when you watch videos of somebody climbing up a mountainside on a goat path on one of these bikes because <laughs> it does have torque for days. And they, they love them because it could just be like, tuk, 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 they're beaters. The shift point. John and I will tell you that the shift point on Royal Enfield It has Enfield automatic traction control yeah. because the, pul- the, pulses the pulses let it hook up every time. It's a 93-pound flywheel. But not joking, you could shift a Royal Enfield. I've done it in a parking lot many times to show customers. No hand on the throttle. Shift through all five speeds of the transmission without ever touching the throttle oh, wow. or the clutch. So you could shift the bike without ever Timing, touching the clutch yeah. or the throttle through all five gears because what it had and what this bike has is literally 20 Herspers and 19 Torques. And then they say it wow. has problems passing traffic. It lacks passing power. Uh-huh. And it's not up to any task that you might need. However, for my 421 pounds of motorcycle, if I'm buying a motorcycle by the pound... I'm not going to buy slug the Meteor 350. Jeez. I mean, that's just it. I mean, honestly, these numbers that are on here are way lower than a Vespa GTS 300. It is the rototiller of motorcycles. It is. <laughs> it is exactly it. it. It should be. They could, you know, for the United States market, rebrand it with Cub Cadet. Probably, probably beyond to something there. Um, it does achieve four, 70 miles per hour in fourth gear. Are there any implements that I can attach to it? Exactly. Dude, this might bring back Sears. Sears might be able to come back oh, shit, guys. with this fucking bike. If they just had a pulley that came out one side and it was a power takeoff, <laughs> you could do all kinds of things. Put a motor deck under it and stuff like that. It'd be great. Yep. The Supernova trim is an extra 600 bucks, forty five ninety nine. So, or that's the, uh, that's the uh, heck of a bargain, it says. Heck of a bargain. It's not a heck of a bargain, dude. It's just not a fucking, that is not a heck of a bargain. I don't care. So anyway, that's me. I fucking hate it. Um, again, I, it's in the news and I fucking hate it. I can't stand it. And if you make me ride one of these, I'm probably not going to be your friend. Um, I'll probably knock you off whatever you're riding <laughs> and you'll have no choice but to get on this and chase me and you won't be able to catch me because <laughs> if I'm on anything bigger than a Vespa, you're going to see nothing but my backside. So yeah, that's that. So speaking of news, since yeah. you brought up news, <clears throat> Uh, on Adventure Rider, they had an article, and it's also on a few of the other websites, um, about politics in Alabama. And so 
none of us here are, are are afraid of wearing helmets. In fact, I think most of us ninety percent of the time do. I think I have eight of them in this building right now. Right. You I know, have I mean, a bit of a helmet fetishist. Right. There's the yeah. occasion when we're you know out at the dirt bike place and we might take a lap or two without one. But ninety percent of the time, ninety five percent of the we time, we're all helmet yeah. people here. Most no. No, I totally disagree. Whenever I'm riding a Harley, you'll almost never see me wearing a helmet. I'm that asshole. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's true. When I'm riding, the bike. When I'm riding my Harley <laughs> or multiple Harleys, right. I very rarely will have a helmet on. Um, but again, when I'm riding my Harley, I have a much larger bubble of safety around me. Right. Because I don't push the bike to do anything. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I'm riding other motorcycles, I will wear one of my myriad helmets. But I am a guy who does believe that my use of helmets is completely bogus and it's situationally inappropriate, you know? Okay. That's me. That's fine. But again, I believe in the state of Ohio. I believe in our law that we have a right to choose whether or not we wear a helmet. Sure. And that's fucking cool until somebody else is paying my medical bills, I guess. Right. Well, that's what it gets to, but (laughs) so, you know, if if my health insurance is out and I got a tube going in my mouth, you're welcome to pull the tube out. Right. I, I, yeah, I think at that point, yeah. Before I'd be a burden on you. Right. Right. That's it. Did he have a helmet? Yes. Okay. Keep them hooked up. Keep them hooked yeah, up. Yeah. That's it. But yeah. so helmet laws vary from state to state and Alabama has taken it to a new level and they have introduced Senate bill 357, which requires reflective helmets. But the problem is on your head, on your head. Okay. Um, the problem is, is that they don't have any way to define how much re- reflectivity makes the helmet legal and a helmet that is dot approved, Snell approved and EAC approved is not approved According to this it's bill, not flashy. it falls upon this one dude in Congress <laughs> to determine whether or not your helmet in Alabama Congress. Yeah, so can they, we call him the helmet czar? Exactly. I want to call. I want to call this guy the helmet so, czar so bad. In this article, they literally show like the safety stuff. That yeah, you yeah, can safety get. tape. Yeah. They put it on the back. He said, if wheels. I take all of this and just wrap it completely around my head in right. my helmet. Right. That still might not be legal because it's not on the list of approved reflective helmets. Right. From yeah, what you don't know is that you need 37 pieces of flare, right. reflective flare, <laughs> on the helmet to be approved. Are you not a team player? You don't want to have your 37 pieces of flare? No, but here's the thing. I get, I understand where they're coming from, and I'm not even opposed to having, maybe saying, like, helmet should have a break late or whatever, right? right. Like, it's kind of time. You know, mm. but but undefinable yeah, limits to it, or anything like that, or any amount of time to apply it to existing products. Did they have a helmet law before this? I I, I don't know. Ooh, that's a good question. The simplest thing that would be all they'd have to do is come out it with a state be. spot, like okay, design a sticker okay. that is made out of reflective material. Oh, that right. makes a helmet. And that has that just, is the sticker that must be on every helmet. And just yeah, you must stick this sticker to the back of your helmet. Jeez. And that will be enough reflective. Well, that's what they're saying. They're saying that dealers in Alabama are saying like, look, dude, I have fucking 890 helmets in my inventory. And obviously they were made before this law. You can't sell them anymore. (laughs) The state state should have to just provide a, Piles of stickers to anybody who wants stickers. But mm-hmm. it's fucking lunacy. I mean, like, like the, the, the thing that they can imply this in like a year or two, I could say like, I could see this coming in and saying 10 years down the line, we'd like to move toward this. And five years, we'd like to have the sticker. Okay. Yeah. And within a year, we'd like to see more reflective. You know shit. what would be even yeah. more effective? If they just gave a bunch of those stickers out everywhere at every motorcycle rally, every little thing. And, every they had yeah. on them. and if it had any kind of cool thing, everybody would want one of those stickers and would slap it on the back of their helmet. Yeah. So I'm going to bring up a few things that are also illegal in Alabama. <laughs> okay. So now that you've said that virtually every helmet ever made by anybody <laughs> is illegal in Alabama. Yes, sir. 
It is illegal in Alabama to throw salt on the railroad tracks. Oh, salt. dude, that's my hobby. I do that every fucking Sunday, man. <laughs> it is illegal to dress up as a priest on Halloween. <laughs> Look it up. It's fucking real. I just found it. Because you're around a lot of kids. Do you know what is legal in Alabama? Sodomy with young children? Marrying your sister. Oh. Incestuous good. marriages are considered legitimate. Boo. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? Doesn't help me. Do you know what is illegal in Alabama? <laughs> what? Driving a vehicle while wearing a blindfold. Wow. They had to make a law for that. <laughs> Did you know beard. that it is illegal in Alabama to have an ice cream cone in your back pocket? Sweet home So this is the same state that said it's illegal to have a motorcycle helmet that doesn't have exactly 37 pieces of flair on it. Um, in Mobile, it's illegal to spit or throw fruit skins on the sidewalk. In Mobile, it's illegal to throw confetti or spray silly string. Oh. So what I can tell you about Alabama Whoa. is one more stupid law it's not actually hurt. isn't a news story. <laughs> That's not a news story. Yeah. No. Uh, Alabama is way out in front of us on that one. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, Alabama. Yet another stupid fucking law. You know, I'm, I'm kind of bummed, though, because I like to keep a second ice cream cone in my pocket. In my back pocket. <laughs> just in case. Right. I'm just you know? trying to figure out how that became illegal. Well, yeah. and more importantly, yeah. was it like, uh, you know, like prostitutes would like, that was their sign that they were available. They walk around with an ice cream cone, but it melts. So how's well, that going to work? drip down like, your cheeks or something, right? Like, yeah, you know. I don't understand how this works. You guys, uh, why, how does this could possibly be? You guys illegal? have no idea how much work it took to change a law in the state of Ohio so that we could park motor scooters under 150 cc's on the sidewalk. Except for it doesn't work and I'm still fighting two tickets from two and a half years ago. One, it's because cops are slow to pick up yeah, on things yeah, like yeah. laws, okay? Um, it's just, it takes a while for people to know about that shit. The best best right? response I got, though, I went to the Cleveland Heights Police Department because my wife was riding right. her Metropolitan yeah. and parking it. Yeah. And she has pictures where they had um, construction and they had mm -hmm. the giant cement barriers pulled up next to the sidewalk. Sure. They so were she, blocking the sidewalk. Well, no, oh. like in, in the same way, okay, so like yeah. with the traffic of the sidewalk. And so she had put her scooter on the very inside against the cement so that it was completely out of the way. Okay. And yep. she somehow took a picture and like just kept it, you know, whatever. And so we got a ticket one day. And I was like, well, no, you're allowed to do that. Right. So I went and said, okay, we'll talk about whatever. Then she got a ticket the following week. And I went back. Right. The cops were like, I agree with you. And I do believe that that's the law, but this is above my pay grade. <laughs> so then I had to go to the chief and I got through and it took me like 15 times to call. And I finally right. got through to the chief. And she's like, I need to look into this because there are some laws that we just don't do here in in the city. Well, there you go. Like, like, so I was like, excuse me. I'm like, so it's a state law. She goes, we don't have to follow state law. So if the municipality in this area decides to not follow the law. Can I get well, a list of the laws they don't follow? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think they should publish that on the sign that says, yeah. welcome to Cleveland Heights. Right. We don't follow these laws. Yeah. But can't Cleveland Heights, Cleveland Heights could write it in their, in their revised code, right. in their um, ordinances right. that you're not allowed to park on the sidewalk. But right. they'd have to post it, But right? they right. would have, that would have to be an ordinance to exactly. say, yeah, right. no, nothing's allowed to be parked on our sidewalks. Right. You got it. Well, it's been two and a half years and I never paid the tickets and I gave up going back to right. it and it seemed to have disappeared. Yeah. It's, I haven't heard from them. I mean, we haven't tried to renew her driver's license either, so. <laughs> You're driving home tonight and you get pulled over to, and you get arrested and thrown in jail because you parked a Vespa. Right, right. <laughs> Metropolitan <laughs> on fucking sidewalk. Yeah, exactly. You come out swinging. Right. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. it. And then I'm dead. Right. You'll never 
Make me alive, pigs. Because of the colors of my skin. But the point being, <laughs> the multiple colors of your skin. The but but that's what I'm saying is like when you think about like how hard it is to get a law passed and what it took to get that law passed that said you're allowed to park on the sidewalk, that took years, right? Fucking years. And for them to say, okay, well in Alabama, there might gonna be a law, right? Yeah, okay, that's cool. Don't okay, take your. I'm just don't saying. Take your, I just yeah. report the news. Oh no, no, I get it. Dude. <laughs> I to- totally get it. But you know, that's that's one of those things. Oh, that, there's a beer. Hey. Hey, All right. So, but that's pretty funny. Uh, and, and again, helmet laws are just a really, really funny thing. I mean, that's just a like helmet laws in general. The fact that they vary state to state is a riot because it's like I'm going to be riding this motorcycle across five different state law state lines today. Hold on, wait yeah. a second. Should we check with the law badger? You know, like, like, like quick, bust out the law badger. Right. We drove across this line. So now some things are legal and some things aren't legal. Well, there's I actually, used to travel in Europe and it was the same way. There's uh, the GPS yeah. thing called curvature or curves or it's curvier or something. It's from Germany, but okay. it's for everywhere. And it's a GPS application you can put on your phone. Mm-hmm. And it's made to find the best roads for oh, motorcycles, yeah. et cetera. <laughs> but I just read it a couple months ago that they added a feature which tells you as you enter a state, what the, what the helmet laws, laws are. are. That's a good idea. So there are 19 laws that have what they call, 19 states that have what they call universal helmet laws. So that's one of those things, a universal so, helmet law. Anybody riding or operating a motorcycle must wear protective headgear. Um, so that's it. There you so go. If, you, if you had to choose between the laws from here and the laws from California, where it's inverted, I mean, right. you have to wear a helmet over there, but oh, you, you can, can lane split. Oh. Which one would you pick? Would you, pre- would you prefer California ones or you prefer the Ohio ones? But, you know, here's the thing is in Ohio, you very rarely ever actually need to lane split. Realistically. True. true. Right. Traffic is not as shitty so in it's California. Not as shitty. So I guess if we yeah, had the shitty true. traffic that California had, I would want the helmet and the lane splitting because they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, that's right? true. And I wear that's a helmet true. 99% of the right. time, so it exactly. doesn't change my life at if all. If lane splitting was legal in Ohio, yeah. I still wouldn't do it because there are so oh, many chuckleheads here. That's yeah. true. That would just be like, open their door. Yeah. Like, my boss was like, if I... Well, I see a helmet. I'm going to fucking open my door right. and fucking let him slam right in my fucking door because right. I fucking hate motorcycles. There you go. Like, yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. Well, and also yeah. if you're driving home, like I, I was commuting until it's fucking had third winter. Right. I was commuting to work every day. And if you actually pay attention to cars, there's so many people on their phones and oh, shit yeah. that there's no way I'd lane split. You can't even drive in your lane without getting hit besides going swerving everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, horrible. Yeah. It's fucking freaky, man. And that's, I mean, as far as... I feel like yeah. if you really want to lane split, just go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. he hears more of swerving than actually lane splitting. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what... And that's Phil, true. And Phil, that's the difference. And yeah. Phil has a really good point. Like, when you get to, like, places like Los Angeles and things like that, they have those signs that are like, you're nine miles out, but you're 49 minutes from downtown. Yes, exactly. In Cleveland, <laughs> they put up the signs with their waste of money. They're like, you're 10 miles out and 37 seconds away from yes, downtown. Exactly. Like, <laughs> no, in, in traffic in San Diego, like every single day that I had to go uh, inland, I was that stop in the freeway. Right. right. Like yeah. not moving at Absolutely. all. Absolutely. Right. Most of the time. 
Yeah. I mean, I, if, if you don't have AC out there, you might die. Oh, yeah, you're fucked. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. And there are good reasons for lane splitting, and it does make sense. And that's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> and that is definitely fucking one of them. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's a big deal. Uh, Zero has launched a new limited edition DSR. So it is a, a DSR to celebrate their 15th anniversary. Zero's having their 15th anniversary. 15? That's crazy. That little startup company that nobody ever heard of that just started yeah. last week apparently has been doing this for 15 fucking years. Um, in honor of Earth Day... Mm-hmm. They have launched a brand new limited edition DSR model. Uh, so that's what I think is really cool. And you see the one that we have up on our lift right there, which is, I think they call that color Sequoia um, mm-hmm. in the spirit of Scotts Valley and, you know, the Redwood Forest and all that stuff. Uh, Gulf Stream Waters, Shenandoah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but the special limited edition DSRs come in five nature inspired colors. The new colors are green which it is green, I assure you, it's green. Uh, Mojave, which is a brown-gray color, orange, snow, which is white, and volcano, which is black. So less than 100 specially painted machines will be produced. Each special limited edition model gets its power from zero Z4 75.7 or 757 electric motor, which is capable of 116 foot pounds of torque, 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 Dude, torque, if torque. they were, if they were super cool, yeah. snow would have been yellow and they'd had a little dog <laughs> mask. <laughs> there would have been one dog print. There would have been one dog print and it would have been yellow snow. Yeah. Yes, I totally agree. So yeah, there's an, there's an orange, there's a, there's, all the, all the different colors are represented. There's five mm. custom colors. It's not big news. It's mostly just, okay, that's great. We want, you know, we wanted to get some news this week. So it's our yep, 15th yep. birthday and now we got some news. I said that a while back on, a, yeah. I forget what, po- that was podcast number 253. <laughs> I'm sure it was. <laughs> that, uh, you know, maybe Zero should try to like make some cool body work and maybe so, put some pinstripes on something. Well, we've had a, cu- we had a customer this week that bought a Zero S, which is the base model street bike with a 7.2 battery and a giant storage locker that holds 32 beers we tested. Um, that bike from the factory holds 32 normal 12-ounce American beers. But here's the crazy thing. He said he didn't like the blue color because it comes in like kind of a slate mm-hmm. blue color. And he said he didn't like that. So I was able to just go to Zero's website and order an entire kit of bodywork for him. Mm-hmm. I wonder what it would cost to paint a motorcycle a different color. Steve, do you have any insight on that? I do. And it's not going to be what you're ever saying. <laughs> so it turns out for under six hundred dollars, yeah. you can change the color of what? the zero from the color it comes in to any of the colors they've ever had in their past in fifteen years of building zeros. The problem, the problem, so for under six hundred bucks, but that comes with all the decals too. Yeah, and the problem is, is that when it comes to auto paint, yeah, like like they sell it in four ounces for like twenty four dollars, right? Eight ounces for thirty eight dollars. Or a fucking pint for like $42. Right. So like you're almost stupid not to buy a pint, but right. just, so if you want to have a three or four color paint job in paint, you're looking at 250 fucking dollars yeah. just for the paint. Right. In clear coat. That's and whatever else. Yeah. That's cool. So, so I agree. And that's where having, hmm. you know, this customer said, I just want, I want to do that. And in the zero community, a lot of people do swap body work because yeah. all zeros, whether it's a zero S and S and SR, DSR, whatever. All of those S-frame bikes all share bodywork. So you can go back in time like seven years and be like, John's got a gray one. I got a red one. Let's swap. And, you know, as long as we're willing to mutually agree upon the labor involved, we can have different colored bikes. So that's kind of an interesting thing. I thought so that was you kind were of funny. talking about a, a project 
on the police bike. Did that ever get finished? We didn't do it yet. We were very busy doing other things like uncrating 18 bikes today. Yeah, there's a lot of bikes in here. One of them I want to take home, but besides that. We're going to talk about that. So, yeah, I know you were waiting. I knew you were patiently standing by buying your time. I'm going to get up and stretch my legs and walk over and take a look at it while you're talking. You should go over and take a look at it for sure. It's It's way cool because it's only 500 cc's. but It's the one that smells mysteriously like Steve's crotch. And it has 35 (laughs) more horsepower than a Versys, which is just insane. (laughs) 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 Well, no, actually, though, since we're talking about it, it does have uh, it does have 46 horsepowers. Right, which right. is so right in line. Six right, it is, and it has a five, <laughs> uh, five and a quarter gas tank, five and a quarter galleones. Um, so the bike we're talking about is the Benelli, and it's called the TRK. So it's the TRK. Oh, uh, not the Lanchino. We're going to talk about that too, but yeah, it might not be as exciting. But five hundred two X. I've the been following TRK five hundred two X, and the TRK five hundred two X is a. I hate you know. I have not made it any fucking, there's been no doubt to anybody who listens to this podcast that I am not a big fan of Starbucks cruisers. Right. Right. I do Mm -hmm. not like big ass. The BMW GS series of bikes has had no appeal to me since they were, since there was air in the heads. Right. 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 So when they've gone to the oil in the heads, I really haven't had any appeal to GSs at all because they've just been a way to get celebrities many, many miles in front of a camera truck. Right. 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 right and right. I'm teasing. Cause I, you know, I love the guys when they did the long way down. Well, no, the they're, just, they're comfortable bikes. And it's like, as, as long as you don't give a shit about what people think about you or you're not trying <laughs> to do anything, and then the bike can fit you. Like, like my super Tenere was like, you know, like it was set up to go around the world. Yeah. I was riding it on the pavement, but right. it was a comfortable fucking bike. Very comfortable. So bike. That's, yeah. that's, you know, this is yeah. kind of the intermediate version of that because we ride scooters. Do you think we give a fuck exactly. what people think about exactly. us? Come well, on, no, that's, well, at least I'm not in this crowd. Right? No. Yeah, my, there's there's my, nothing. Look, we have a very very powerful don't give a fuckometer. Yeah, yeah right. right. <laughs> that's the thing about guys who ride scooters and have been riding scooters for a long time. Uh, ages ago, somebody's like, you know, get a real bike, fag, and I was like, I got off the bike and I beat him to death with my purse. You know? <laughs> and so we have been on the redheaded stepchild receiving end of every goddamn joke ever yeah. because we ride Vespas and or the, Lambrettas or whatever. And the only people yeah. that can make fun of you are the people that have not been up at 6 a.m. on a Sunday by themselves on some random out no middle of nowhere road on whatever fucking thing you're riding that's just the perfect morning. Or pulling a block long wheelie on a, a savagely angry two-stroke right. with a yeah. case of beer... And, on the floorboards and, and, at that and a point, naked girl on the back. Right. And at that and point, nothing that a scooter is. And, yeah. and anything that anybody says has no relevance right. to you whatsoever. Cause you're like, yeah, fuck you. I did that. Yeah, like, exactly. And you know what? I'm going to do it again next month. And nobody right. saw me do it. And I didn't have to tell anybody about it or yeah. post to Instagram. I just, and did I didn't it. have to have a rocker patch. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't have to take some secret oath and get a road name. <laughs> oh, is that, is that, is that a new leather? Is oh. that a new leather? <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And that's and that is is that a parka or is that a Sears parka? Right. <laughs> so the, uh, is that a real parka or a Sears parka? But but not joking. So today was the first day that we got to uncrate uh, a Benelli TRK five hundred two X, and you know I got into Benelli's backwards. So I got into Benelli's because I wanted SSR mini bikes. <laughs> 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 I'm not fucking around guys. I'm dead serious. I really, really wanted 
the absolute finest in slightly disposable Chinese mini bike. Right. So I wanted to have a great pit bike, not too serious about jumping things, mini bike right. experience, but I wanted to share it with my customers. And we looked around and the SSRs came by far the best reviewed yep. by both dealers and customers. And YouTube, which is brutal about everything, honestly, you could come up with like new, it's it's brand new. We just introduced it. It's called a koala bear. And YouTube would be like, it sucks. It's the worst thing ever. I hated it. It raped my mother, whatever. If it like, came in pink and blue, I'd be more into it. But. Right, right. But they really failed. They yeah, really let yeah, me down. Yeah. But YouTube, all of the fucking people like us that have a YouTube channel have all agreed that this bike is value for money, right? Well, and it didn't hurt that you got them in, and we all beat the shit out of one, and then I bought one and beat the shit out right. of it, and it's still running, and we're like, well, wow, so these are good bikes. That was, I mean, so we did the SSR thing, but then the Benelli thing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. The, Benelli the Benelli thing was more like, you know what I think I'm going to do? I, th I, I was personally pretty sick of dicking around with Groms. Right. So I, to me, I could not understand the allure, the attraction, and this amazing, this amazing grip that the Grom had on big chubby guys. Like I couldn't get it. I just, it made no fucking sense to me because I'd sit on a Grom and I'd be like, this blows just sitting here. Yeah. How's, how much is going to blow going 40? But it and, doesn't for some reason. But then I saw myself in a reflection in a, a mirror when I drove, like I drove, drove past a store and I saw my reflection riding a Grom and I was like, that asshole stole a kid's bike. And I was like, okay, I can't ride a Grom anymore. But then I saw the Benelli <laughs> TNT 135 and I was like, okay, this is kind of fucking badass. And the handlebars were there, were there, where they're supposed to be. And the seat was where it was supposed to be. I can't explain yeah. why having a smaller bike just makes it feel safer and better, even though it shouldn't. Cause you're like, especially when you're on roads where people are going 55 right. and you're mm -hmm. going, but there's something about same with dirt bikes. That's why we yeah. almost murder ourselves every fucking weekend. Like <laughs> there's just something about being able to completely reach the ground, yeah. sit and like manhandle this 260 right. pound thing that gives you confidence that you shouldn't have. I think that's what makes them. Fun. I think it's the same reason really, really big guys end up with really tiny girls. <laughs> uh, could be, mm. but uh, but I digress. Going back, to I was that. so excited about the Grom until I wrote it. Exactly. I'm like, oh, the, the ground. This ought to be super cool. And then I wrote it. Yep. I tried to do a wheelie yep. and I couldn't really do much. I couldn't of a do wheelie. wheelie. And then I tried. And I wrote it and I was like, this is 45 mile an hour and it doesn't seem like it's got a whole lot more. Well, but. what's funny is the, the monkey treated me the same way. So I rode the monkey and when I wrote, I was very excited about the monkey. I was like, I'll probably buy one of those. And then I wrote it and I was like, well, they've managed to surgically take the fun out of this. And Perfect bike for Steve. Well, Offered. <laughs> we used to say all the time, we would say Bajaj, the company Bajaj, had figured out a way to take the fun out of a vintage scooter. Yeah. They made it a four-stroke. Yeah. So they took a perfectly good two-stroke bike that the world had agreed upon was a good idea. But because it was Indian, you couldn't cut the air anymore with a fucking machete. They had to make it four-stroke. And they we all got these four-strokes and we all rode them and we went... Wow. Can you wheelie it? Yeah, kind of maybe a little. And that's only because the motor's in the back. Mm -hmm. I could kind of maybe wheelie it. Meanwhile, a Vespa is just kind of like, you don't ever hand somebody the keys to an old Vespa because oh. you're like, oh, they're going to fucking kill themselves in nine seconds. Yep. Yeah. So they took the fun out of it. Well, the Grom and the Monkey kind of surgically removed the fun for me. And, but I would ride the Super Cub and I was like, oh, look at me, I'm dapper, right? It was the right color. It was very classic. So the Super Cub was the perfect representation of 
what it was. You uh, don't even expect a wheelie of the Super no, Cup. You don't was, expect right. a Super and Cup to go amazing, 60 mile an hour. You an, don't expect yeah. it. It's an amazing tribute to what the Super the Cub always was. So the Super Cub is this amazing tribute. The Grom and the Monkey are just two different Groms. <laughs> yeah. There's the Chonky Grom and I the not-so-chonky Grom. If I would do anything to the Monkey, maybe the Grom, right. I'd give it a super low first. Yeah. Just that way, if you had a low first right. gear, you could just be like... Just to only do wheelies with. Yeah. And that was the thing is, the day that I took the first TNT 135 out of the crate... As soon as I put a battery in it, I was in the parking lot doing a hundred wheelies for like an hour and a half. And I was like, this is joyful. It's putting a smile on my face. I'm doing a wheelie and a stoppie in 12 feet. It's so much fun. And, and I mean, I've heard groms and they're kind of loud, Yeah. but when you take the fucking catalytic converter off of an, that, that bike, yeah. it's fucking loud. Yeah, TNT with no pipe, with no uh, factory uh, included catalytic converter is a very loud machine. I've never put a baffle in one of my exhausts Voluntarily. until that right. bike. Yeah, exactly. I had to. Yes. I, I, was, I to remember I was going around the block and I was just hammering it with this. Like I had the the steady garage. I still have it. The steady garage uh, header, which takes yep. out the fucking catalytic converter and still gives you your bung for your O2 sensor. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I had it going straight into the original exhaust pipe with just this piece of space shuttle that I put in between the two, right? And when I passed a car, the reflections coming off the car through my helmet were so loud that I was like, I can't ride this like this. Like it was, it pierced my ears inside my helmet passing a car. And I'm like, I can't imagine what this is doing to the fucking public. And I'm only doing 47 miles an hour while it's doing this, you know? So yeah, you gotta you gotta muffle it, but that's a, it's a good bike, man. There's no so question. we are going to talk briefly about the TRK 502X. Yes. Um, so it comes in two versions. It comes in a TRK 502X, and it also comes in uh, what's the other one called a, a TRK I think it's, 502. Yeah, it's not the. X. I was joking. It just doesn't have an X on. Yeah, right. The X makes it uh, extraordinary. So the the 502 <laughs> the, the the 502 comes with. Uh, Two agreed upon seventeen inch wheels. Right, right, yeah. It's because the it's a street version, version right? right? So it's the street version oh, of the bike, okay. and it's uh, five thousand nine hundred ninety nine doll hairs, mm-hmm. right? So it's mm-hmm. uh, it's six grand, brand new, and forty seven horsepower, et cetera, et cetera. So this is in the CBR five hundred X market. Boy, it sure is, isn't it? I mean, it but is. But it, it, they, they literally like BMW is still like, can we sue them? I think we can sue. Them. <laughs> I don't think. I don't know. Because like, it has the schnozzle. It has the whole it fucking does, gas right. it tank does look pump. Like, a, like it right. is all about being a BMW. And you don't have it has a windshield. You just don't have it on. I right? don't have right. it mounted up yet. That's right. Um, but it is, it is one of those things that. So the CBR five hundred R is sixty six ninety nine. So it's you know four hundred bucks more. You right? want the X? The X, right? And the the X, the CBR, the CB five hundred X is six thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. So right in so, the ballpark. So a, a totally naked has nothing on it. CB five hundred X is sixty nine ninety nine before ABS. Right. Um, this is uh, the bike. Now we did not get a. Uh, I did not get a TRK five hundred two. Uh, standard, you know, 17 right, inch. Right. I didn't, uh, mostly because of one thing. Uh, it looks, um, boring to me. Yeah, it, it, does. it does not look, it does not look mm. when you apart. lose the spokes, it loses something, but I think that's with all, even the Ducatis yeah. don't look as yeah. good without the, spokes. there's definitely some, there's definitely some style in the spokage and even the standard model is still a seat height of 31 and a half inches. That's what I was going to say. So it does look a pretty tall, it's bike a tall I, bike. Yeah. But the BMW is way taller than that. 
Yes. No, not much. Eh, right. I think it's right around there. Let me put it this way. On the center stand, I can't flat foot at all. I'm barely tap toeing. But when I put it off and I was sitting on it, I right. can tiptoe. And it's basically the same as my FJ09, right. same really? as my thing. It's all in the same kind ballpark. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they're not any kind of adventure style bike like that. Yep. Because you want the extra ground clearance, they're right. not going to be yeah, on the ground. Yeah, you're going to have to jump ahead. I mean, it's right up there in the same size as mine. Versus. Versus. Yeah, I think they all are. They're I, all within the ballpark of each other. That seat, though, was very comfortable on Dude, it. I sat on it. Not as big as, uh, as mine, but... The passenger one also looks very, very comfortable. And the and the um, peg height and everything seems better, to be really better than nice. the Versys. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. one thing I would like to get is drop pegs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. But that definitely well, even, has even a on nice... my FJ, they kind of moved the pegs back a little bit, and it's kind of messing me up. That's more in the traditional like your legs are straight the fuck down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's a six speed gearbox. It's got ABS. It's got everything that you want the bike to have, and it's six thousand dollars. You know that's. Um, that is what that bike is. Um, it We've, probably won't be the biggest mistake you've made in your life. I, nope. I don't think it's going to be. And, and, and I, to follow Hoff, though, I'd have to get some BMW Rondels and slap them on there just to fuck with people. Okay. Absolutely. So amazing. So what you got there? I got the GS500. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me? Uh, GS502. Oh, yeah. Yeah, GS502X. Really? When did they come out with that? Oh, well, you're, you probably don't know about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> what, you don't know about it already? Yeah, yeah. It's the it's the GS America. The people that know about it, the the important people know about it. Right. It's exactly it. Now, here's the kooky thing. So because I am me, I ordered this bike with all of the you can't have a coffee shop GS, right? You cannot have a Starbucks (laughs) warrior unless you have a way to transport many aluminum boxes. But it also makes sense because you can bring beer and things and drones and all kinds of shit. Okay, the boxes that this bike came with. The boxes that are an option that you can purchase to put on the bike, you know, which complete the overall effect of the bike. Right. I was shocked to find out that these boxes are not, in fact, you know, certain motorcycles companies who shall remain nameless. They have giant silver colored boxes mm-hmm. that are not made out of silver. They're plastic. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we joked. We thought they were the boxes that the boxes came in, <laughs> but they weren't. So it turns out the boxes that are over there on the ground aren't aluminium no you can cook in these these are stainless fucking steel yeah that's cool yeah go check them they are not aluminium they are actual real we tested them they are proper fucking boxes i was completely impressed with the luggage i was very rarely will i ever take something out of the box and be like holy shit I couldn't believe how rugged these things were. And we've got the moose. We've got moose cases here. We've got SWMO tech cases here. These cases are absolutely on par with anybody's case I've ever seen. And they come with the awesome unpickable uh, cook style locks to lock them to the vehicle. And Mm -hmm. so it's very, very easy to take them off the bike. If you want to take them off the bike, I mean, fucking genius. I've been following this bike for three years. It's been on my radar. I've been digging it. They finally hit the States a year or two ago because they were in Europe four years ago. Right. Took forever. It's been a long time. This is not a new product. And so I finally saw it. I saw it at the IMS show a couple years ago or at the AIM show or wherever we were at. Yeah. Something like that. And I was like, okay, but they really didn't let you get up and on Really I didn't, didn't get to get up and put my fingers in places that you shouldn't put your fingers in. <laughs> but now you got this, and I'm already trying to sell my FJ. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're not fucking around. You're yeah. you're you're definitely putting some moves in action on this, and it is a really interesting thing. I again, you, you're talking about a six thousand dollar bike. So if I were you, I might keep that FJ, but you don't need two of those uh, 
Suzuki GS. I know. I thought about that too. I know. <laughs> That's I thought great. About it. And you know what? That's just money sitting there, man. <laughs> I know. Those GSs are like, you need to have one That's GS. Meat on the hoof. Well, well, I also got, I have a buddy that needs transportation. He's a school teacher. Okay. And I was like, the BV would suit you really nicely. Oh, for the BV a really would. good price. Yeah. And your hip's feeling better. You don't just need a BV. Smoke anymore. them out a really good price. Yep. That's a good idea. Give him a BB. Give him, give him a BV. Get rid of a GS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make lots of room in your garage for a 502. Yeah. I know. I know. So we were having fun today stabbing. You know, we haven't built it yet. I mean, these bikes, 18 bikes showed up literally today, just a couple of hours before the oh, podcast but You started. know what? I really like that you guys figured this out. And I was like, holy shit, that's a great idea. So if you've never, if you've watched our build-a-thon or yeah. you've had a Chinese bike come in, you know that they come in these metal crates. Right. And there's fucking more bolts in the crate than there are in the fucking bike, and they're a pain in the dick. True that. And so I can just imagine, as a person that gets 20 of these fucking things in at one time, it becomes a situation because there's no handlebars attached, all this shit. Right. But the way they keep the bike safe is they attach half the crate to the fucking handlebar yes, thing. Yes, they do. So you guys figured out, if we just so leave a, that... There's an there's a 18 or 22-inch piece of angle iron yeah. that holds the motorcycle by the bolts in the top of the triple. Right. Mm-hmm. So what we do is we just never take that off. And you have so, instant handlebars. And to- now, once you get the wheels on, so you the hard part's putting the wheels on in the parking lot. That still is... that. That still looks like a monkey trying to fuck a coconut. And uh, But when you see us doing it in the parking lot, it's always good fun because you see that we're sweating our ass off and like one guy's got the side stand down, the other guy's leaning the bike at an impossible angle. And, you know, the other guy's trying to put the steering, the, the front wheel on without like pinching the brake in the caliper or losing right. flesh. Right, right. You guys work at a motorcycle shop for a week. Mm-hmm. You know, you will learn some shit. Like, oh, thank you. <laughs> John, how can you guys justify this $250 prep fee? Let me tell tell you what I will do. Here's what we'll do. I won't charge you the prep fee, but I get to watch you build it with popcorn and a beer. And I get to harass you the whole time. Because guess what we do? We still have to do that to Chris. No, anybody, anybody that bitches, you should have, they should have to watch the full bike build off. The two and a half hour bike build off. Right. Yeah. And watch that and be like, oh, so now that you've seen that, do you still want to hang on to your money or would you like to go behind what's curtain number two? Right. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean that's what this is and no joke i told a guy the other day he's like well i want to buy the ssr 110 but i don't want to pay the 200 ship or the 200 uh build price great yeah and i was like right to your house dude (laughs) look don't threaten me with a good time yeah show up but here's the thing you have to pick it up in the box you have to put in the back of your truck because i've already taken it off of one pallet and my back still hurts. Right. So you get to do everything. But here's what I'm going to say. I will do that. You will save $200. But you have to film it. You know? <laughs> because I want to see you so angry. Right. I want to see the something... same kind of fear that went in this room to all these people that have tools and had tools that we need in the room. If you've ever built Ikea furniture, you know that that one Allen wrench that they give you, the whole job is engineered around that one Allen wrench. Right. right? This is not. Well, this has fixed six different types of hardware on the crate. More importantly, it takes one or two bikes to build to figure out that the long bolts that can probably poke you in the asshole don't go here. They go That's here. Right. Those oh, are, yeah. Those are the buttons. <laughs> <See the ones? laughs> or if you're John's yeah, bike, yeah. they just go in sideways. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> John just went, oh, look, a, a screw goes in this way, but I don't have that screw anymore. Someone put a screw in this way. Yeah. I that got right. a little meat. Dude, it it, it, straight, straight up to a hammer. Everything looks like a nail. Right, but that I'm was, telling you, that dude would be very upset that that $200 went to rip his hemorrhoid straight from his fucking <laughs> right off his body. Yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> um, 
I do want to, I want to read one awesome comment. You know, they say never read the comments. Yeah, yeah. This is a comment uh, from Ryder Magazine. On the banana? From, from, and I'm going to let, I'm going to tell you. This guy's name, and they printed it. <laughs> this guy's name is Reverend Harry Longfallis. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up. It's, it's L-O-N-G-F-A-L-L-I-S. So first of all, in case you're from Ryder Magazine, you got played. Reverend Harry Longfellas <laughs> snuck one past you. In fact, I'm going to do all my work now under the pseudonym Reverend Harry Longfellas <laughs> Esquire. Uh, and and the Reverend, the right Reverend Harry says, why does Ryder give coverage to Chinese bikes? Or does Ryder seriously still think Benelli is Italian? I'll only consider buying Chinese when they stop invading India. Withdraw from Tibet and East Turkestan, Xinjiang. That's what they <laughs> Renounce their bogus claim to Taiwan and stop using slave labor. Well, Reverend Harry Longfellas. <laughs> I love you and I want to follow you around for one day. I want to follow you around for one day because John and I, many, many podcasts ago, did our very best to outfit a motorcycle and a motorcyclist with just the basics you would need to survive without buying something from China. Good luck with that. Do you remember that? We tried so fucking hard. We had to spend $700 on a law enforcement shorty helmet. To find a shorty oh, helmet, yeah. To find a shorty helmet that was made in America. Yeah. What it, company is? That? I remember we looked those up a while ago. Not showy. It wasn't showy. No, 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 no it was no, an no. actual. It's actually law enforcement supplier only. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. A, no, but we yeah, brought that up. Even, like, what company? What helmet companies made in the USA? And right. that one came up. It's not AFX. No, no, but no, it's, it's, it's like it's like Sullivan's Police Supply Company. Right. And it's such yeah. a generic helmet, but it's yeah. still like seven hundred dollars for expensive. a Yeah. And that's exactly what we're talking about. And and when you get into that kind of a thing, when you're getting into things that are, you know, you, the the store cycle gear cannot exist without China. Cycle gear is basically Harbor Freight for motorcycles. We, yes, again, that's my T-shirt. I'm <laughs> yeah. going to fucking make that T-shirt. Yeah. Cycle gear, Harbor Freight for motorcycle people. Right, right. You know? And it serves the exact same purpose. It's when you need some tools for your motorcycle, but you don't need them for a long time. Right. It's when you need motorcycle gloves, but you're probably going to grow out of them anyway. And that's the thing is a lot of these people, like you're getting a tool that you use once a year for right. one bike. So it lasts you 20 years, and you're like, this thing was fucking great. Let's be honest. Every time I see somebody come into my shop wearing a jacket that says built on it, right? <laughs> First of all, there is a company called Built Well, and yeah, you right. see which word they left off of that jacket, <laughs> okay? So when somebody comes in wearing a, hel- a jacket or a helmet or a pair of gloves that says built on it, yeah. then what do I know? They probably don't ride a whole lot. Right. And it's the same Harbor Freight thing. If you come at me with a pair of Harbor Freight vice grips, I know you probably don't vice grip a lot. Right. Right. right, right. If you come at me with a Harbor Freight, you know, if you come at me with one of these that's made to Harbor Freight and I see your Harbor Freight branded Gerber multiplier fake imitation thing, I'm going to think you probably don't whip that out very much. But if for limited use applications, some of this Chinesium is okay. Yep. But you're not going to be able to... I'm not going to be able to all my motion pro shit that mm. I've got, which is probably made in China, right? 
but they have QC. No, that's what I was going to say. But I mean, they've got QC, right? I hate you know everything being made in China too. But am I going to go out and start up a company that makes good quality, cheap American stuff? Thank you. Yeah, How? exactly. Yeah, you can't do right. it. You, you know, in can't. the '60s, everyone hated I stuff believe that in was made in the Japan. Thing, yeah. The other thing is, True. I believe yeah. in capitalism. So right. survival of the fittest. So. You know, uh, unless you can outdo them. The motorcycle company that was uh, was Sear, S-E-E-R. Again, not the first name that comes to your mind when you think of motorcycle helmets, honestly. And what's funny is because the duck bill on the Sear helmet still looks like a total fucking like made by your mom afterthought. So what do what do Harley guys, like the ones that do wear helmets, what do they wear? Like what is acceptable Harley helmet? Oh, we have people Two come drinks. into our shop all the time. Do you know what they want to buy? What? The cheapest, smallest skid lid they can get. Huh. That's what they want to buy. So, what they want to buy is this helmet worn under protest. That's what they want to buy. Okay. They or or honestly, the people that do want to buy a helmet because they feel like they want to protect something right. will buy the Bell Pit Boss. And the Bell Pit Boss, we sell a ton of them. They're a shorty helmet. They've got the adjustable thing in the back, the ratchet thing in the back, like a good quality welding helmet does, mm-hmm. or a good quality hard, hard hat. hat. Yep, yep. They've got that in the back. They got the flip down sunglasses. It's honestly, it's a really fucking good helmet for you know like 120 bucks. Hmm. All right. So they will buy the Bell Pit Boss. It comes in any shade of black that you want. It comes <laughs> in black, flat black, and not so flat black. Um, because guess who they're marketing that helmet to? Yeah, the Sons of Atrophy. Like those are the people who want to wear that helmet, but we sell a shit ton of them. And I, I'm happy doing it because it's a good helmet. We do not sell. Do you know what the number one requested helmet here at my shop is that we don't carry a Chrome Baldero or whatever the fuck the a Chrome Nazi helmet. Yeah, that's it. Everybody that comes in wants a fucking goddamn yo, man, you got them Nazi helmets. (laughs) <laughs> are you shitting me right now? Are you like, you're, you're busting my balls, right? There's a camera somewhere, right? Cause you, you want a Nazi helmet. Yeah, man. I want them like the, you know, that Nazi helmet. Oh. oh no, no, no. You're going to put me on the news or something, right? I'm yeah. like, there's going to be a picture of me handing you a Nazi helmet going, you need this. You're like, I right? need to hear a blue enchilada before I open that door. Yeah. 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 That is exactly right. There's no way in hell I'm going to participate in the rest of this conversation. And that's what they want. They like everybody wants. So the guy that I sold your old Husqvarna to. Husqvarna, yeah. The Husqvarna 610. It is a bad motherfucking bike. It is born again hard. That's a serious motorcycle. Do you know the guy who bought it is uh, maybe 5'4". Oh, dude. How's he going to reach the floor? He has a little milk crate he throws down every time he has to stop. (laughs) No, we we squatted the suspension out of that thing. We let every molecule of nitrogen out of that suspension. (laughs) We just introduced that bike to weird forms of gravity. And he has to get off of it while it's riding and then put the kickstand down. Kind I've, of thing. I've seen little people riding bikes and they had to jump down. at Yeah. Light, so. I, I, that's what I was just going to say. Like yeah. midget riding okay. a full size CBR 600. You they, saw that one. They, they'll, they'll jump off the bike. They'll be on like one leg and then uh, they jump on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this dude comes in the shop. He buys the bike. I, I, I kick in the GPS because I'm like, are you gonna are you gonna ride this bike? Are you gonna ride it on the roads? Are you gonna ride it on the trails? Right. Oh, I'm gonna do all that shit. I'm like, okay, great, cool, kick ass. There you go. And then I, I here's the GPS. It's got it's loaded with maps already. It's amazing. You're ready to go do the Transamerica Trail. It's ready to go, go. have fun. Tat all I day. showed him how to use everything. I showed him how the Dialajet worked for the you know for the carburetor. I showed him the second unnecessary choke. Yeah. 
Why does the bike have two chokes? It has two chokes. It it also has 15 fucking petcocks. At least seven petcocks (laughs) to reach every nook and cranny of the gas tank. Anywho, so I see him down on the road. He asked me about helmets. I show him our supply of helmets, which are all good helmets. Yeah. And we have helmets from $69 to $400. I see him on the road. Do you know what he's wearing? A headband? A purple chrome Nazi helmet. (laughs) A purple chrome Nazi helmet. Now, we have a good friend named Josh D. Mm -hmm. Who has a purple chrome Nazi helmet. Yep. And he's capped it off with a nice pink butt plug. Right in the top, just like the World War got one guys would have done, you know. But instead of a pickle spear, it's a butt plug, and it's pink, yeah. and it's fantastic. Oh yeah! And you know what? He lives up to it. Yeah. And he can jump a go kart. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so I forgot he can. Point. So he can jump a go kart. We've seen it happen. But the point being that, like, he's secure with himself. Yeah. He's a roller yeah. derby ref. Like, he's one of our friends. But this guy was wearing the purple Nazi, the purple mirrored chrome Nazi helmet on a Husqvarna. And somewhere right now, there's some, you know, Scandinavian person going, what's mm. Mark's did in here? Mm. You know, like, they don't get the joke. They don't know, but he wants that helmet. So yellow motorcycle, <laughs> purple helmet. Go figure. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. And all of our British listeners are laughing so, at the purple helmet joke. But we're going to have to, once you Look get this. Look at me. Look at me. That's right. <laughs> once you get this thing prepped, we'll have to do a ride and uh oh yeah look nothing <laughs> nothing can fucking darken our door without us giving some sort of an opinion on it good bad or in you know well, as indifferent. long as nick's not here it won't be broken well as long as we can keep nick from driving it it won't punch a trk you know a trk sized hole in the side of his car right, right that's right, fair right. i i totally agree with that that's that's badass uh any other topics i got some good ones so um, well, I mean, this the have, have, Oscar. Have you responded to any of the comments on the Oscar <laughs> the Fixer? Uh, yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. That was good. I think people are a lot of people that we have not seen before have jumped on and 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 oh, the yeah. moto stories with Unky Phil and Oscar. Yeah, has just been dropped, and not since the ravages of alcohol affecting John Mecklefresh in the video where we, where Steve turned John into a pirate, uh, which is awesome. The, uh, still one of my favorite pictures of John ever. Yeah, We're going right. to make him put on eyeliner anywhere he goes from now on. He, he's, his eyes I, are so like, looks I, I airbrushed that shit I, in with the white walls. Fun. You did, did the white walls, didn't you? Yeah, he I put the white walls on the deuce and a half too, right? <laughs> So no shit, we got to have the whole. I mean, not just. It's nice because it's not a ten minute moto stories. No, we just let Oscar rip because. Uh, but it did pull all of our friends from Tijuana, all of our friends from San Diego. It pulled them all out of the woodwork. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's been, a lot of fun. It's been, it's been good, man. If you guys haven't checked out the the that, the, the new one, yeah, or just any of them in the, the comments. I, I just I love reading the comments. Man. <laughs> yeah, this one at the time when you're like. Don't ever read the comments. And I'm like, no, we're reading the comments. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's, that's, that's the whole thing. Well, yeah. The thing is, right. is that most of the stories, people are like, this can't be fucking true. Right. And they're like, there's like, this guy doesn't exist. And then the guy that Phil called out is like, fuck you, Phil. That was the greatest day of my life. And yes, that did happen. And it's like right underneath. And, and, and the, the, the part of the story about the guy that actually ate shit and then just kind of tore his face off. Yep. Yeah. You didn't put the video, and actually, I didn't see the video. Where oh, is it? It's, it's in the. It's, oh man, I don't think I saw it. Yeah, yeah. So I had it on the on the, oh, on the, oh, on the oh, USB, but someone tagged it on the on the comments, not not on the on the YouTube video. So I posted it on my Facebook just that the, the, yeah, it yeah. came up, and so it was like, oh, here's the video. The guy ate and shit. I was I like, I missed oh. it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, man. I would have fucking put it in there. Damn. And the video of this guy crashing is 
like, I mean, it's like the Hindenburg meets yeah. the oh, Zapruder yeah. film. Yeah. Well, just the aftermath just, of him with his oh, face. Yeah. Everything's all wrapped up and he's missing body parts. And yeah, like, we'll, we'll watch it here after the, the, the podcast. The video yeah. of this guy eating shit is one of those crashes ah, so where you're good. like, because remember, I was pulling back into the parking lot uh-huh. and just got the bike up on the stand, center stand in a gravel parking lot, just as I heard this like noise and I looked up and I saw the bike was in the air upside down. <laughs> and I, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Because I had just seen Pistola Pete. Pistola Pete, yeah. So Pistola, like Pistola Pete, our, our buddy, had just gone past me where I was driving at like 70 miles an hour on gravel on a borrowed small frame. I think yeah. it was robots. I think it's, and then, yeah, I think so. Then you just like, the dude just went shooting past me at like at Mach 1. I was like, what the fuck is going on in this parking lot? And I, I didn't know that it was drag races. I didn't know that it was like eighth mile drags. But then when I saw the dude's bike blow up, Finish it, yeah. I, and then I realized there was a person on the bike and it was that military bike that was like, it was, it, it was a replica of, the, the, the bazooka, the, the Vespa yeah. ACMA, what you know, the Vespa Cannon, yeah. you know, thing. It was a replica of that bike, but it was just crumpled. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. fucked up. Oh, it was so fucked up. Uh, so, oh, that's the one that was in the trailer with the big yes, hole with the giant hole in it. Yeah. So it looked like the bazooka. That's where the bazooka used to be. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. right. He like high sided it, low sided it. And then he just, incited it. And then, just, <laughs> <laughs> then he ate shit and the bike flew in the air and it fucking, woof. Yeah. So um, not long ago, not long ago, we had a customer call the shop and she was just adamant. She was so serious and she was dead serious. She was like, um, yeah, I need to, uh, I need to buy a moped. Now that happens all the time. People think that, you know, Macklemore's not the only one who thinks that's a moped, right? You know. Would it kill you to carry Relax. a tow moped? You got a moped, man. All right. So anyway, so I was like, ma'am, you are aware that mopeds, 49 cc's, less than one horsepower, got pedals. It's a moped, right? We don't carry them. Tomos is the last company I know making them. Maybe yeah. they still do. Maybe they don't. I don't know. Uh, they became irrelevant to me because even then, they were 1600 1700 bucks. They were cantankerous as fuck. Like, getting a moped started is like harder than finding the G spot. It'll make you sweat, dude. On a gorilla. <laughs> you know, it's like, it is seriously, it, getting a moped to start takes a 14-year-old. Mm. It takes a 14-year-old with that level of, you know, dedication to say, yeah. I'm going to walk to soccer practice or I'm going to get this started. Right. Now, for any adult, the amount of pedaling it takes to get a moped started would give you a heart attack. We would just say, <laughs> fuck it. And if you've ever ridden a moped more than three feet using the pedals, you'd know that that's not an option. No, it's not, yeah. Because those pedals are geared at like negative 400 to one. I was about to say, yeah. It's the, a the one gear. Yeah, yeah, it's a one, it's one to one. It's, it's one not one. even one to one. Right. Come on. I mean, seriously. So let's just call mopeds what they are. They're an indignity best visited upon young people, right? right? <laughs> and now you have electric bicycles, so there's just no Why need. would you want a moped? Mm. Guess what, guys? Available in the United States for a very, very limited time. The Laser 6. That's right, friends. The moped is, is back. back. The Laser 6 for your viewing pleasure. Redesigned style, high and low speed, electric and pedal start, 17-inch wheels, legal moped for many states. It's a bobber? For the price of 
$1,600. And it's got 17-inch wheels, so it does kind of look like a motorcycle. It's got yeah. a bobber-looking seat, right? Yeah. All those things. Is it using a typical two-bolt Honda motor? It is. It oh, sure so is. You could definitely slap- you could you could definitely sneak a piranha motor in there. Yeah. Sure, if you Ooh. wanted to. But here's something else. I would like to tell you that the people that I order these from wrote this very, very good email to go along with it. You know, very attractive to the dealers, making mm-hmm. sure the dealer knows we got your back. We want you to have a good time with this. We're going to answer all your questions and support you within an inch of your life. Hi, I'm resending the attached bulletin again and including the newest vehicle order from. Please use this form going forward to submit your orders. Added is the Laser 6. Yes, it has pedals. No, I don't know if they're legal in your state. Yes, you may need a new addendum to sell these. Did you ever sell the old Laser 5? Yes, you need to place them on order now and get them on the back order waiting list. Please use the attached order foam. I love that. Yes, it has pedals. No, I don't know if they're legal in your state. So that's the level of, you know, knowledge about these things. So that is, there's a moped out there in the world. That's right. If you're 14 years old and you're listening to this podcast from your juvenile uh, jail cell, you can contact your mom or dad or caretaker or whoever, and you can steal $1,600 from their wallet, contact somebody other than me, and you could probably order this thing in. Make sure to tell them you heard it on Cleveland Moto, and it's called the Laser 6. So with these rules, like if I had a... Uh, oh, we're going to do this? A mini bike with a 212 <laughs> Fuck. fucking thing on it. I want to do this. Man. And I slap pedals on it. Is that a moped? It's only a moped. If no, it's- I don't know if they're legal in your state. <laughs> well, in Ohio, it's only a moped if it's on the list of approved mopeds right. at your DMV. Ah. So I will tell you, you I'm pretty stuff. sure that the DMV has not added that one because right. that list has probably not changed in oh, 20 years. Oh, no. Is this a Magnum 2 or a Pook? Right. Yeah. <laughs> is this a Benelli? Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, it is a Benelli. You're right. Go ahead. It's a fucking Benelli moped. Sure, put it on the list. I checked. They're on the list. Yeah. Benelli's are. Anyway, so here's the thing. In Ohio, first things first, 49 cc's. Mm-hmm. Well, that's easy enough. Yeah. Okay. Check. Second, must only carry one person. Yep. Fair enough. That's mm-hmm. pretty, Bobber, pretty easy. Yeah. Must have pedals as a means of propulsion. Yep. Not the primary means, but they must be functioning pedals. You can't just stick pedals on the side of something and call uh, it pedals. It's okay? not a kickstart. It has right. to, right. yeah. Right. It has to have pedals as a means of propulsion. This last one sucks real bad. Oscar knows this one. 25 miles an hour oh, yeah. or less. Yeah. I thought it was 20. It used to be. Okay. Yeah, they changed it yeah, to 25. 25. Oh, okay. So they changed it to 25 or less. Yeah, no problem. I can yeah, because what's barely three? do 15. And less than one hearse per. Yeah. So Oscar's got a moped. Yeah. And Oscar's complies with all of those rules. Oh yeah, I can barely do 15 on a downslide, and, and and the wind going blowing behind me, dude. If I'm going uphill, I'm like nine <laughs> on a there good were, day. There were a lot of mopeds sold in Ohio that did comply with all the rules that that made sense and were the right thing that they were supposed to be. But, and that's the definition but of. But let's awful. go back. So like yeah. my Tomos two speed that I had for mm-hmm. all 14 and 15, it years would go like life. 45 miles an hour. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All day long. My Pook Magnum Mark II would go 50 when I'm not riding it, when like a pr- right. appropriate so how size did, how did that get legal? It wasn't legal. Just throw a kid on that Again, bitch. <laughs> hold on. I'm going to refer you back to, I'm going to refer you back to line number three. No, I don't, I know, don't know if they're legal in your state. Yeah. Right? That's called CYA. The man's covering his ass right there. Mm-hmm. So nobody can ever say that this manufacturer promised that they were legal in my state. Right. Because who knows what the fuck they get up to in, you know, 
Wisconsinapolis or so whatever. What, what, yeah. Basically, what you're saying is is that nobody cared enough to even research the mopeds back then. They were just like, fuck it. 14-year-old kids can ride a moped. Look, I think every fucking cop that was out there in the world was just like, fuck it. I'm pulling him. <laughs> and then it was just like, well, why'd you write him a ticket? Why'd you write Johnny a ticket? My son's a good kid. He doesn't. Oh, he was going over 50 miles an hour on this thing. And he's going, yeah, because it's always fucking ambiguous. Ooh. I mean, honestly, nobody's going to be like, well, you know, I, I checked the born stroke on his vehicle and it was actually 53 cc's. <laughs> no, no cop in the fucking world is doing that shit. Mm. No cop's going to go. It was more than one horsepower. Right. The cop's going to do what a cop's going to do. He's going to go. Yeah, I want to fuck with that kid. Yeah. Wait, he's black. Oh, <laughs> too soon, oh, man. Too soon. Oh, oh, Hollywood Holt. If you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Uh, it, it doesn't take anything to hang paper on somebody. Right. Maybe it doesn't yeah. stick. Maybe you, okay. That's right. So you go to court and you prove that it doesn't go more than 12. Okay. Right, that's right. 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 Exactly. You're right. guilty until proven innocent. And look, they used to take mini bikes away from us like it was their goddamn job. Yeah. You know, it was like, that is your property. No, it's not. It's in the back of my police cruiser. Now say otherwise. I'd be like, fuck, I got to build another mini bike. Mm. You know, so we just kind of got that thing. We, you know, our dad or our parents would see us walking back to the house can be like, you got your mini bike taken away again, didn't you? Yep. What are you going to do about it? Going to build another mini bike. You know, like that's what it was. That was if just the game. I, I built a mini bike and anytime I got in trouble, my dad would cut the throttle cable. Uh, uh, my dad used to change shit from the ceiling in the garage so I could see it. <laughs> I got a kid up and, and riding a mini bike up and down my street. Yeah. And I was happy for him at first. And I'm like, how the fuck's he getting away with this? I'm about ready to call the cops. I mean, if I had tried to pull that fucking, oh, if I tried to pull, ride my bike up and down the fucking street, I'd be getting fucking arrested by Snitches now. Just got stitches. Man. I can no. park on my grass, but that son of a bitch next door better never park on my grass. Motherfucker, yep. why isn't he getting harassed by the police? Oh, that's so fucking funny. <laughs> like, I kind of want to go out there. I'm like. Kind of want to go ride with him, but I'll, as soon as I go out there, the cops will show up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is, and that is exactly the way the shit goes. <laughs> How so, old are you, John? Two. <laughs> oh, there you go. So uh, I do have feedback. We have comments from our listeners. I will play Woo-hoo! them. I will. I will report them to you right now. Um, the first and one of my absolute favorites is Kevin. So Kevin is the guy that. We met at the Portland One show. Him and his girlfriend came up to us, and they were just like, you know, they're just. He was originally cool. from Cleveland. And He's he... from Kansas. Uh, just oh wait, wrong Kevin. Yeah, super fucking cool kid. Um, very very cool, and and has been a excellent. You know, he's a Kansas City kind of guy, right? And he's been playing along with us on the podcast for goddamn ages. Sorry, Kevin. I know, right? I mean, <laughs> come on, man. Seriously, uh, but this is—he's just one of those guys, and. We're not going to be at the motor. We're not going to be at the one motorcycle show. So Liza mm. and 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 all the cool misfits are going to be there, and Emma's going to have her bike there. So you guys go and support that shit. It's awesome. Um, Kevin says, "Stop shit talking." The Tenere Seven Hundred. It's God's gift to motorcycles. It's also my dream machine. Who, who yeah. shit talked it? I don't sh- know. I don't know if we ever did. I don't think I. I, what I think we basically said was that the entire media is sucking that bike's dick right oh, now. And I think yeah. I think maybe like you know we mentioned Starbucks people or something, but that's not making fun of the bike. The bike's fully capable. Unfortunately, ninety percent of the people it. that buy it <laughs> right. yeah. bought yeah. it to go to Starbucks. I mean, to say I have a ten ray seven hundred. My true. opinion, and I don't know if we mentioned it on the podcast, was that like everybody's talking like the seven hundred, you know, like right. the ten ray seven hundred, and they're talking about an Africa Twin seven hundred. 
I'm like, but wait, the the Versi 650 and right. the SV 650 have been around forever. For a You're not creating a, a right. mini adventure bike no, segment. Right. No, They've, but it's already they, existed. The Weestrom is like sitting there watching all this, going, "That's adorable." Yeah, but the yeah. thing is, is that the the Tenray 700 is actually a different bike. It, it actually is. has suspension. Yep. The way they did it, like if you read all the articles and stuff, it's actually meant to go off road. So when you jump. The way the swing arm and the the sprocket line up, it actually pushes you forward when you land, so you don't get weird rebound and stuff. So there's a lot that goes into it. And it's definitely of all the 600s, 650s, and that generous stuff. It's or genre of stuff. It it definitely is the most off road capable, except for like the K, that and the KTM 790. Those guys, if you're really a dude that lives in like you know somewhere where there's mountains and fucking dirt, and like you can go in your backyard and leave for five days in the dirt, it's probably the bike for you. Right. The the verses and all the other ones like that, they're more for where we live. Like, yeah. you know, like you're mostly on road. You might hit a few fire roads or something like that. So, I mean, it is a different, it's a different bike and it's lighter than the big bikes were. And I think it, it did what, it did what KTM did, but for like $8,000 less. So it is a mm. pretty monumental bike, but for us, not really. Cause what are we going to do? Ride it right. to start? Like we have nowhere to go with that <laughs> fucking bike, you know? Like, yeah. So anyways, but yeah, it is, a, it is a monumental bike for what it is. So the Tenere 700, how is that different? Doesn't, isn't there an, uh, FZ 07? Yeah. But so it's the same motor, isn't it? Like it's kind of, it's no, just, they, they tuned yeah. it differently, geared it differently. And then also tuned for the mid range. But like I'm saying though, they moved, they moved the whole fucking, the, the sprockets and everything differently. So the suspension works. So it's not just an FZ07 with, with suspension. some boxes. No, on no, it. they, no. they took four years to bring right. this bike out. They, they had it and they reworked it and they did stuff and then they sold it and, and they brought it in under ten grand, which is pretty impressive for what it is. Oh yeah, nine 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 or whatever. Kevin, it sounds like an awesome bike. Well, Kevin's the guy that got the Trail One Twenty Five, so he actually he stuck uh, it out and he owns a Trail One Two Five right now. So fucking you know that's cool. Um, one of our listeners, Kurt uh, from Rowley, Massachusetts, he said he's listening to an older episode. Oh, uh, sorry. We asked what the difference was between rope and line. And he said, in the maritime world, rope is metal fibers. Line is everything else, such as nylon, dacron, hemp, etc. Wow. So rope is metal fibers. Interesting. Line is not. That would have been. That had to be a Hofford thing, because I know Hofford. Is. Well, I yeah, yeah. said I wasn't sure we were talking nautical terms, whether it's it, I was talking rope or line. But now I understand rope is wire. So wire rope makes sense. All right. He said there's been a lot of talk of electrical bikes and the modular batteries, which makes sense to me. It's battery capacity that keeps me from owning an electric bike as I enjoy long rides and touring and walks on the beach. I have <laughs> thought a battery trailer might be the key to those long trips. Maybe a battery trailer with a small generator. Just something to consider. There was an electric car company in the 70s that had replaceable batteries, and they were also promoting battery charging stations or changing stations. Of course, the batteries had to be on a large pallet that rolled into the back of the car. I wish I could remember the name of the car. Yeah, that was that. And I grew up during that time frame. And yeah, yeah it's that. been something that's been trotted out. And I think that if we get go-go rows in this country, we know in Taiwan they're already having quick change battery stuff. Yay. It's great. Um, there we go. Uh, let's see. And uh, next one, <laughs> Bailey. Yo, Phil, saw your post. You're welcome out anytime. You know we can make Baja happen. That's Fuck right. Yeah. Fuck yeah, we want to go to Baja. Yeah. Damn it, we want to go to Baja. Motherfucker, we're ready for Baja, damn it. So <laughs> we, we're so ready for Bear, for fucking Baja. Yeah, we need to get back down there. It is, it's something that needs to happen. I want to hang out with the night guy. 
Mike, oh, uh, Sergio. Sergio. <laughs> Man, he's a fucking party. Yeah. Uh, brown liquor podcasts are the best. Oh, no. Grumpy sewer guy needs a windshield on the Cub. It'll zip along at 62 to 64 miles per hour with a mid-sized GV windshield. Looks stupid, works good. You just described the grumpy sewer guy. So true, so true. I can couldn't agree more. I, I put a uh, I put a windscreen on my TNT 135 and I got four miles an hour. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. Yeah. And the phone numbers from three old men. Yeah, <laughs> but no, that came I mean, when I. That's yeah. when, when looks, I put, looks ugly, works great. <laughs> when I put the gel pad on the seat that covers both of the back rear seats, that's yeah. when the old men start. Oh, oh hey, you can probably ride that. that. Does that come with Werther's Originals? <laughs> <laughs> that's, so that's it. That's all the news that's fit to print. Uh, anybody got anything else? Because uh, yeah. no. we're coming. Just remember, guys, May 23rd. I'm going to check it again just to be sure. Um, it's called the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride. Ooh. And oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. The Distinguished, which I just typed in the Extinguished Gentleman's Ride. Um, I, I do have an announcement. Yes. So in two weeks' time, I believe, hold on, stand by. Wait for uh, it. No, so now we're both April, doing things that require waiting. April 22nd. So yeah, two weeks' time. Okay. Uh, I turned 50. So if anybody wants to send any brown liquor in to oh, the podcast boy. in two oh, weeks, we, wow, will, we will take that. So when is that? May 2nd. May second, holy shit! Which I don't. Sixty years old, jeez! Oh my yeah, god, yeah. damn! That's great. So hold on. Sixty. Oh shit, that's a Sunday, so it won't be that. I have some fifty-year-old bourbon. I'm gonna bring in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have some bourbon that's been filtered so through a fifty-year-old. The podcast, year old. The podcast <laughs> on the sixth. The sixth, yeah. I guess. So our uh, the DGR is May twenty-third. So May twenty-third is a distinguished gentleman's ride, the disgruntled yes. gentleman's ride. Uh, please, please sign up for your local DGR. We'll be doing one in Cleveland. Uh, we may alter the route a little bit. We'll see what the weather does. Oh, We've and also for the locals. For the locals, is Porco? Porco is coming Man, back. Porco is coming back. And beep, 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 beep. And we're gonna do our part as soon as as soon as Stefan goes. Yeah, I think we're ready to have people here. We're gonna do a fucking podcast from Porco. Oh okay. yeah, because we, we need to. a fucking podcast yeah, from yeah. Porco oh, in the worst yeah. way okay. in the goddamn world. Oh yeah, I want Porco to be my first bar. I want Porco to break my newly restored bar cherry. Like I'm ready. Yeah, I'm absolutely ready. Uh, on uh, Before we sign off, I do want to make sure that the world knows that um, the Cleveland Moto podcast is going to change just a little bit. Um, there's going to be a couple of changes. Hopefully, Sorry, John. Hopefully they won't bother you too badly. I knew it was about time. So there's going to be... <laughs> <laughs> so next week on the John McElfresh podcast. <laughs> so, um, so what I did want to you know bring to people's attention is that um, we may be entertaining a sponsor. Yeah. We may, we may be selling out just a tiny bit. Now, people who listened to this podcast 10 years ago, <laughs> remember that we have had sponsors. It, <laughs> <laughs> you're an audio guy. I know. That was supposed to be like a, a sound effect. It sounds really cool, actually. Again, like, you're an like audio it. guy. <laughs> You Bill <laughs> has no fucking patience for holy fucking. So, so I can add, again, I'm going to tell you right now, the sound of Daniel pouring liquor into a glass sounds amazing. Right, that's great. Yeah, oh, yeah. but if you get a little bam, bored bam, over bam. here, it's like, you know, yeah, that kind of shit. Whatever, like, you know, the slide whistle. 
<laughs> wait, wait, wait. So next week I can bring, bring my uh, hat. Seriously, you're a fucking sound guy. You spend an hour putting all this shit together. Right? Oh, an hour? I wish it was that. How long did you spend making this sound amazing? Yeah, right. A little bit. Well, <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. Wait, wait. wait. Yeah. So if Sleepy brought that, I can bring my theremin like next week. Exactly. Fucking Oh God, I hate that shit. I hate it so bad. I hate sound effects in general. It's like watching a TV show with a canned audience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fucking laugh track. Yeah, a fucking laugh track. Oh, like, I'm adding that. Oh, yeah. I am adding that every fucking podcast from now on. So anybody who likes our podcast has the opportunity to ruin it. Um, get in touch with Manscaped. Manscaped. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. I'm not oh, kidding you. They, now, here's what I'm going to tell you guys. A little something. I'm going to read this. Hey, Phil. This is from Anne-Marie Allen at Manscaped, which I know that's got to be made up. I know that the guy who's running this is probably like a 61-year-old guy in his basement or whatever. Do we have to show him Bush to get this? Hold on. This is Anne-Marie Allen sending us. Is that a male or a female? (laughs) Hey, Phil. We came across the Cleveland Moto Motorcycle Podcast and love your content. We are reaching out on behalf of the audio marketing team at Manscaped www.manscaped.com. We are interested in advertising on your podcast. Please send us over the following link to your podcast and your socials, audience demographics, gender and location, average number of downloads per episode, and pictures of your crotch. You said link to the podcast and your socials? And socials. They, you know, it's a yeah, oh, social media. Face, Facebook, Facebook, oh, like, can I get my social security <laughs> <laughs> This is from Manscaped in. They want to know. They want to know, John. They would actually like to know that if they send you a unit and you can trim the bush, will you gain inches or not? That's what they're again. The house always looks bigger, right? With well-groomed shrubbery. So we all know that, and I mean that's. I I'm going to tell you, podcast listeners. Does it have a liposuction mode? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You want to make your dick look huge? Lose fifty pounds. Yeah. Right. Um, but I, what I will tell you is cool. I've learned a long time ago, the best way to make your dick look huge, good credit score, (laughs) great credit score, (laughs) fantastic credit score. That's all she'll talk about forever because a big dick can't get you a car. Uh, that's it. So, but again, manscaped, everybody likes a sugar daddy till daddy wants his sugar. So let's make Anne-Marie Allen regret her decision to send us that email. Yes. Podcast listeners, make sure you drop a line to www.manscape.com and tell them what a horrible idea it would be to have the Cleveland Moto <laughs> Podcast. Oh, I think it would be amazing no, it's a great if they idea. all support us. How can I? And then we get the sponsorship, and then we make a whole so thing about live now. manscaping on the podcast. Oh, man. Dude, look. The guy from instead of a bike build off, we could have a junk cleanup. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh man! Look, I had a, another guy that was talking about sponsorship. Asked us if we were like they were like. Well, I don't know. Is your podcast LGBTQ friendly? Well, yeah, and I was like, we say Camaro. <laughs> like you know, like we're doing our part. We're keeping it clean. We're we trying had- to be straight. But honestly. There is nothing more LGBTQ friendly than a bunch of guys hanging around, literally being just around a bunch of other guys. Right. Or if or, we were being, you know, if we were being, you know, sexual <laughs> predators and shit, we'd be doing this around women. But we're not. <laughs> well, we're and, keeping women safe by being here away from them. And I think, I think 
through all the years, you've had some of the most amazing gnarly girls on and lesbians on and gay dudes on. Some of those lesbians were girls. Right. I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking amazing. I know, man. But anyway, so that's Manscaped. What what has two thumbs and likes to eat pussy? (laughs) This guy. (laughs) (laughs) Go back into the obvious machine for that. But it is when we have somebody who's. Look, we had Metal Rescue. Yep. Right? We had Metal Rescue as a sponsor. They stuck it out much, much longer than Lear Chemical did with ACF 50. It turns out the vice president of Lear Chemicals was like, that'd be a great idea. We'd love to be on your podcast. You talk about motorcycles and wrenching shit and keeping stuff from breaking. And we I love get, ACF 50. And we didn't get to that tech tip. But anyway, <laughs> we did in fact use ACF 50. We promoted the shit out of their product. And then the people who run the place listened to the show. <laughs> and then we didn't have a sponsor anymore. Right. And the Metal Rescue guys saw us at like AMA Vintage Days or something. And they were like, oh, wait, that's you guys. We're like, yeah. And they're like, we have to sponsor you. And we, yes, you do have to sponsor us. And then we realized that we th- didn't get that right. We got t-shirts and beer cozies and product to give out to listeners. We never got a nickel, not a, not yeah, like yeah, one does, penny. Doesn't work. And it turns out that when you don't ask for money, they don't take you seriously at all. Right, right, right. right, right. So I don't know. We've never taken any money. So from, are you going to send her the, uh, the information? Well, I've already sent her everything except okay. for the, the, well, I mean, you have to let her know. Our dicks. You have to let her know that we are very uh, selective and we've turned down $1,500 an episode just from other random companies. So, well, you know. again, the opportunities have been long and distinguished. I mean, there's so right. many every week. I have to delete. I don't even send you most of them <laughs> you know that what? come in through the and line. That's thing. exactly it. And you know, I call like 90% of them because they're cutting- just like, a thousand dollars, twelve hundred. Like who's gonna? Well, and who's ever that? gonna believe anything? Like, what is the Squarespace thing? And why do I want to get involved? Yeah, I don't want to get involved with that. Well, well, but you, could you have to tell her that there's like what nine people here? I mean, we're not gonna share <laughs> a fucking bush shaving thing between nine people. Oh my god! If they send out a trimmer, <laughs> that's what. No, I watch like YouTube One channels. That, yeah, I know. They do send out the 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 demo boxes, but I mean, you're familiar with the product. I know what it is, yeah. I don't have it. I want the I know one that goes the back. So then my wife will never have to talk to me. <laughs> that again. one trimmer can do all the hair on all of our bodies, well, that's, no, including no, no. your beard and mustache. No, it's going to happen the <laughs> same thing with, with, the, with the bike build-off. Hoffer is not going to finish because he's fucking hairy as shit. He's going to break the trimmer, and that's going to be the end of it. That might be that might be the greatest testimonial ever for Manscaped. Fuck yeah. Would be legitimately like, bring in the Lebanese guy. And I'll, and I'll film it, and you'll hear it like, and just hanging there. All the blades are bent around here. Manscaped hairs. Cleveland Moto Edition. Hagaka. Hagaka. This is our new. This is our new forty-eight volt edition. <laughs> Bring it on, dude. <laughs> is that Ryobi or Makita? Yeah, so it no, goes both ways. So nine people. Does green or podcast? I but uh, not like okay. Look, <laughs> this I didn't ask for this. This showed up on its own. That's this person did their homework up. and figured out that we represented the kind of thing that they're going after. So Anne Marie. 
more power. If you're to listening, you. well, you know, it's Anne Marie Allen, and I think maybe it's Allen Anne Marie because I, I I feel like I might be getting catfished just a little here because there's the whole thing uh, yeah. about like it's yeah, manscape stuff. True. I think Liza's behind this. Honestly, <laughs> I wouldn't put it past her. Maybe she send this our way. No, it's, I'm gonna like, click on this thing, and a big rubber dick's gonna come do, out. Do, I know do it. dildos come with fake hair that you have to trim? Yeah, yeah, that's right. You gotta prep them. Yeah, you gotta prep them. That's it. Oh man, so that's all I got, dude. Anybody uh, got anything else? No. Fuck it, man. Let's ride fast and take chances. Bum 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 b